Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Mike B. Hey, we have three guys on. We're right back at you. We got the people in the chat room. We got the people here. We're recording this on Zoom. Y'all know how we do. So we need to explain. If you saw the Patreon link, you, you you had other guests in mind for today. I did. We had talked to, I had I had Charity and Frankie lined up for you guys. We'd had some conversations earlier this week. Charity's out in these, um, in these, in these protest streets, you know, so she didn't realize she was going to have so much stuff to do. There's a protest happening tonight and Charity is a support staff for everybody. So, and honestly, I mean, like, are those protests more important than doing this podcast? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, how bad do you want it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to have to say yes. So she's out in the streets, so she has some things to do. Uh, Frankie, just her meeting got moved around, so she'll be joining us in about an hour. <laughs> so Yeah, she's on her way. Yeah, so she'll be joining us in about an hour. Uh, other than that, hope everything's going good for everybody. Raphael's already asking me, did uh, Raphael in the chat room, did I catch Ezra Klein's interview with Leah Wright Rigor covering the history of black voters and the GOP, black Republicans, and most of Yes, I did. I sent it to Andy, uh, my, my usual crew. I sent it to Andy, Rod, Lamberth, and Mike. I sent it to uh, all the, three of y'all. You motherfuckers didn't listen to it, obviously. I see the vacant look on Mike's face. Tells <laughs> I haven't listened to it. I, haven't had a I, was, I had a busy week at work. I, I didn't do much of anything. <laughs> I was listening to it yet again today <laughs> as I was eating, so that's twice now I've gone into it. Rod, in the chat room, I haven't listened yet. You know, It's great. She, she's, I have one of her books floating around here somewhere. She, uh, yeah, she breaks down the whole, basically black Republicans, the, the origins of black Republicans, how black Republicans came about, what uh, the definition of conservatism means to black people versus what it means to white people. It ain't the same, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how the messaging doesn't really work. You ever seen a white conservative? Yeah. They're all racist. Let <laughs> yeah. that be a black conservative. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> to say the truth. That's right. pretty much what it is. They're like, they think that this, that the message of uh, God and and uh, 
money will resonate amongst black people. Older black people like law and order and stuff like that. She was like, yeah, you know, law, you know, older black people really don't like racism. They really don't like that. (laughs) Right. They don't like that. (laughs) I can't say I like it myself. I don't like it. Yeah. You're the old soul. Yeah. They don't like that. It's It's a really good, it's a really good interview and it, and it, um, it, it goes, it, plays a lot on what we've kind of been talking about amongst ourselves in our little chat this last week about killer Mike and uh, <laughs> some of these others that we'll be talking about in a little bit. Trash. Yeah. That um, killer Mike just wants a seat at the table. Trash. I got a, I got a question. I, I've been working Trash. on this. I've been, I've been drafting this tweet. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Okay. I've been drafting this crafty tweet that I haven't hit the send button on because I'm like, I don't know yet. Is it a whole thread or just one tweet? It's just one tweet. I don't do threads yet. I'm not. I'm still in. I'm still in novice woke mode. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. It's funny, right? Check this out. I'm, I'm explaining this tweet. <laughs> Check this out. Here we are. This might be a premise. How come we always want to see at the table, but then when we have a person who's at the head of the table, we not, we always bash that person. When we had Obama at the head of the table. It was a group of a group of blacks, a small majority bashing him right but <laughs> when we don't have obama the first thing to come out of some of these blacks mouths are we need a seat at the table i'm confused because yeah. we had you saying we had a seat at the table and you can't yeah. stop talking shit about the guy who sat at that seat right yeah mm-hmm. like when we had obama at the, at the head of the table somebody that was that looked like us tall like us whatever right at the head of the table we had uh tevis Bally, and the other guy who was spitting out his mouth, Cornell West, Cornell West, <laughs> like on a tour, bashing him, right? But we had yeah. somebody at the seat at the table. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this um, before we continue with this conversation. This is thread territory yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> right? This is right. you got to have like you cite some examples, throw some links in there. Mm-hmm. I know you're just drafting a singular tweet, but you might want to think about <laughs> making this a thread. Okay. Right, okay. Right. So, I'm still in baby woke mode, so you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody's gonna have their first thread sometime. <laughs> yeah. Your thread where you link back and here and here's a here's a copy of this thing and this this is from the New York Times and yeah. this is you know yeah and receipts you know and <laughs> the thing is you know how you get to the most advanced thread level how you do that because a lot of people will just at the end of the each tweet they'll put a number number one two three they'll number the things mm-hmm. some people. Before they've even written the thread on tweet one, they'll say one out of 10. Like, how do you know it's going to be 10? <laughs> yeah. Did you already write this out? Is there some app that does that for you that, that automatically threads the shit? Some people already know how many, and then sometimes they'll run out of, of spots. They'll get to number 10. They'll be like, PS, PPS. But, you know, they're, 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 they got it kind of squared away on how long the thread's going to be. So you're not there yet, I don't think, but you can at least do a basic three or four tweet thread rod rod is saying one through 23 in the chat rod is pretty good at it he he runs his threads yeah so i don't think rod puts the closing but he doesn't number. number them he just runs them i don't think know? he puts a closing number on the first one no nah, like no nah. rod just runs his rod just runs his that's kind of bold you know yeah yeah he said he just you pre-write the thread see rod knows what he's doing you pre-write okay. them <laughs> okay oh and then twitter will thread it for yeah. you then or yeah interesting you know so, I mean, there's ways to do it. So think about it. You know, you want your first one. You want to come out the gate strong. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come oh, out Oh, publish the it all at the same time. Okay. I got, okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah but that's an interesting thing to explore. The, the seat at the table 
yeah. um, just, angle. Yeah, it's, it, they they always like I'm, I remember I remember distinctly Steve Harvey 2016 when he came out the golden elevator looking dumb as hell with Trump. <laughs> And he was like, I want, we just got to have a seat at the table. We have a new president. We got to, we got to support him. We got to have a seat at the table. Well, what was Steve Harvey at <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. The, for the last eight years? What was he at when, when, when President Obama was at all? Why all of a sudden we just want to have a seat when we had somebody who was at the head of the table? I'm confused. And it's the question is, what is that seat worth? Like, are you willing? Because I think a lot of, like, a, a lot of those guys wished Obama would have given them that access and he didn't because who was Obama going to do with Steve Harvey or Tavis Smiley, right? Yeah. So do you want a seat at the table even if it just means that you're being sort of tokenized at that table? Like, is it just about the seat? Because Obama didn't do that. And now this, you know, let's say in this case, Brian Kemp is just going for the photo op with, with Killer Mike. That's so, all he's going for. Is that... That's- is it just the seat and, the, and no matter what the circumstances? But that's the thing is like who who had the seat at the table? Um, look who look who the GOP. And I'm not even I'm going past past Trump now just to the GOP in the case of Brian Kemp. Who do they bring into the table? Entertainers. Comedians, you know, people of that ilk. They don't bring mm. intellectuals in. Not yeah. saying that entertainers and comedians aren't intellectuals, but they don't bring in anybody who's put any scholarship behind any of this. What what has Steve Harvey studied at all? What 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 has he studied that would that would that would lead me to believe, yeah, he should have a seat at the table. That's a guy I want sitting there. What's he studied? He hasn't studied anything. Yeah. Um he's he knows a lot about relationships and a man's I role. Mean, in a I woman's guess, role. you know. Obama brought in intellectuals and gave yeah. them a seat at the table. That's why you saw the Obama's uh, uh, justice reforms that were happening that were very effective. That's because that was based on scholarship by people that he brought in, you know, and who you, he uses. To, he gave them a platform to do that, to do the things they did on a large scale, you know. What has the rest of these motherfuckers done? <laughs> well, Cornell West, I think in his mind is the scholar you know and so for him it's like you know it's like oh this is uh, clearly i'm part of this i'll be included in this give me a ticket to the inauguration of barack cornell and didn't then, get the cornell didn't get that ticket to the inauguration and he was salty ever since yeah. right that was his that was his problem you know oh and cornell was in the matrix so there you go there's a seat he was on the he was on the council <laughs> he thought that she was supposed to be real life well, I think also we need to realize that even though someone is a really smart person or an intellectual or whatever, they're still they're, that doesn't mean they're above having pettiness and insecurities mm-hmm. and all the other things that come along with just being a person. So Cornell West, as much as he's like a measured, learned person, uh, he might just be an insecure, petty guy who's like, oh, I want to be included. And then he gets butthurt over that. And then that that fuels him. I would postulate that 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 um, that intellectual that where people are are giving you your flowers all the time mm-hmm. would actually elevate your pettiness. <laughs> would actually <laughs> it, it can be can be an elevator of your pettiness to be like, well, you know, motherfuckers, how come not not me? Don't you know who the fuck I am? A lot of that yeah. shit happening. I got a room full of plaques and trophies. Right. <laughs> you know, a lot of right. plaques. Right, right. Why the fuck is common there? You know, that that kind of thing. Wale was at the White House. Yeah, well, there you go. 
Wale, Wale was there, I think, and um, I think uh, Two Chains also made an appearance. I mean, I, I think I would be kind of salty. Um, <laughs> this is Obama's White House. <laughs> yeah, this is Obama's White House. I, I didn't know Two Chains was there. I, think I know was. for I know for sure D Nice was there. He's been there a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spinning in the back. He's got his pictures. Everybody takes a picture when they're there. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he, he bought somebody. I mean, he bought them. You know, it just so happens he didn't he didn't bring Cordell West and Tevis Smiley. Who wants to bring Tevis Smiley on? Have you seen that man's hairline? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ew. Tevis, you know, uh, if you bring him in, you better hide hide your female staff. Yeah. <laughs> Say that shit. Hide the ladies. Tevis is roaming around. Hide that your kids. Hide your wife. That motherfucker. <laughs> hide the women. <laughs> Tevis, Tevis is here. He can't control himself. That allegedly. Allegedly. And he had to pay $2 million behind that allegedness, though, now, didn't he? Oh, really? I didn't have to pay that much. I'm so innocent, I'm going to pay $2 million to show you. <laughs> yup. Yep. But yeah, that, that's always been my issue. Um, and, and, and that whole Killer Mike thing, you, you could tell he knew he, he messed up because his, he started retweeting. Mm-hmm. Retweeting people's responses, like man, you know, thank you, and you know, f you if you don't believe in me. Like, if you do, if you thought you was doing the right thing, you wouldn't have to do all that. You just would, yeah. you just would roll with it. But I mean, I think with Killer Mike is he's very active on social media, so he will respond when people yeah criticize him. He'll retweet, quote tweet, all that shit. He doesn't just kind of sit back and let mm-hmm. it simmer. Um, mm-hmm. He does, I think, again, want to be liked. He wants people to. It's just like a lot of comedians or, or entertainers. It's just like, oh, people aren't liking me. That's I'm uncomfortable. Let me try to right. damage control. And maybe that's part of why he goes to see Brian Kemp because oh, Brian Kemp likes me. He wants to see me. I'm not going to say no to that. That's yeah. the governor, you know. Well, there's there is something to be said for 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 black people, specifically black men. We're talking, by the way, whenever we say black people in situations like this. You're talking about black men. Yeah. We're not talking about black women. We're specifically talking about talking about black. You don't see Remy Ma showing up to go to, to go meet <laughs> right. with Brian Kemp, <laughs> you know. Well, didn't Cardi B talk to a uh, talk to Biden or something like that? Right. But see, that's Biden going to find Cardi B. That's not Cardi B going to find Biden. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just because it makes sense for Biden to Biden to fuck with her a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um a lot of these black men, they want to take on the vestiges of white supremacy because you get you there's a reward for you and get that a supposed reward. I don't know if it's real or not, but a supposed reward of of. Um, I will be elevated, I will be elevated out of out of my class, I'll be elevated out of my caste. No, you will not. <laughs> you, you will not. Only if you're willing to allow you're willing to allow mistreatment to happen to your, to your kinfolk. Yeah. And it appears that these black men are willing to do that. I go Mike B. Mike B. <laughs> Killer Mike. Killer Mike B. Killer Mike B. I kill him. I kill him. Not, not Killer Mike knows that Brian Kemp actively worked against his community to disenfranchise them. He's not a stupid man. He knows that. Okay. Mm. That's not going to stop. He's still trying to do that. So what are you what are you doing there, Killer Mike? What what do you why would you talk to somebody like that? Obviously. To what end? To to talk about hip hop. I mean, he said he was there. Is that what it's there for? Oh, okay. (laughs) He said the status of hip hop for some odd reason, because Brian Kim obviously is a hip hop fan, duh. And (laughs) and 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 small business. 
I mean, he didn't bring up voter suppression. He didn't bring up anything else. <laughs> just, oh, okay. So he just, just, yeah. Because I think Killer Mike mentioned on Twitter that he owns a farm. Just wait. He owns a farm on. Hi, uh, Mike B. Sorry. Hey. Thank you for my shirt. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. It you was. Welcome. I love it. I've worn it all the time. I wear it all the time. <laughs> you welcome. Is that Thank a promote you. Mike B shirt? No, it's a Biden Harris shirt. Yeah, I you on the chat room. Yeah, I got it right here. Where? <laughs> oh yes, the Queen. Thank you, Ron. Hey, Mark. <laughs> yeah, now I want to. Um, when um, what is? Where'd you get that shirt? Okay, so had a thing to do for. Oh, she'll be here a little bit. All right, so uh, what happened was uh, showing the shirt off. Um, as we um, yes, when um. Uh, everybody knows I'm a, I was a Kamala Harris Kamala um, Harris fan, and um, so um, I donated to be one of the first people to get the VIP the VP notice of who he picked as a v, as a VP. So I got the text message that said okay. it was Kamala Harris. I immediately ran to the Biden site to get the birch, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the site had crashed. And um, when the site crashed, I was also talking to uh, Randolph, and Randolph mm-hmm. said the Queen could for her birthday. Wanted the shirt, so yeah. I went and bought like five shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. immediately, I bought like five shirts immediately. I got me, and my wife. Uh, I think I bought Kareem one. I got the Queen one, and I got my mama one. So I got like five shirts immediately. <laughs> and then the site <laughs> crashed I, after that. No, the site <laughs> crashed again. Yeah, the site crashed again. Okay, it, it just crashed, but yeah. it crashed for like two hours. See, what happened was uh, she got the text at the same time Mike got the text. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be texting with Mike because she joined at this literally the same time Mike did. <laughs> so, and I just happened to be texting with Mike at the same at this at that moment. Yeah, yeah, and that was her the day of her birthday that that we found out. So yeah. Mike came through. Mike came through with the shirt. He was like, "You want one?" I was like, "Nah, not me." But I tell you, who does want one? <laughs> I tell, tell you who does. I tell you who does want one. You know. So I- I just went out there and I went, I just scrolled. I was like, one, two, you want one? Anybody else want one? Four. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody else? He was just, Mike was just buying shirts. I was, that's, that's how hype I was. You would have thought the Miami Heat won the championship that he will this year. And that's how hype I was, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of promote my B shirts, this is the new one, the new design. Promote my new one? Yeah, this is it right here. Promote my okay. B. Got this light. Uh, they're currently on sale. Shout out to Engine Design. Um, if anybody. Uh, she designed it for me, so I have okay. shirts extra large, and I have women's sizes too. I like the ladies. Yes, I do. Killer Mike is trash, though. Killer Mike is trash. What were we talking about as far as him being at the being at the table? Um, talking about small business. Talking about hip hop. Yeah. yeah, but you you have to in order to meet with these people, you have to be willing to not be bothered by the fact that they are disenfranchising your community that's the thing that john that john lewis who you just praised not too long ago fought his whole life against yeah. <laughs> with a controlled fury and now you meet with the motherfucker who's doing it and who ain't got no interest in stopping he's gonna do it again <laughs> absolutely of course <laughs> he's gonna do it again he too. has to that's how he wins that's how he wins he can't win if you don't if he if you don't disenfranchise black people, particularly in the South. If you don't disenfranchise black people, you lose <laughs> every time, every time, because you don't have any policies to offer them. So, what policies are killer is Killer Mike advocating from Brian Kemp? What policies? What policies does Brian Kemp have that Killer Mike is advocating? What? Yep. What? Yep. 
What? I'll check Word. his. Uh, I'll check his Twitter right now. <laughs> Word. Killer Mike. He he tweeted something about how he owns a farm. Okay, they're both pro death penalty, Rod. I mean, I guess. <laughs> okay. Killer Kemp. <laughs> okay. You know, here's one that here's one that bothered me is the just the optics of it. You showed up in a t-shirt, man. Just. And in his defense, listen, I'm not anti t-shirt before you do that, Mike, I'm not anti t-shirt, but I had an image of Rod (laughs) meeting meeting with a governor. Mm -hmm. And I had to think to myself, would Rod wear a t-shirt to meet with a governor? Would Andy wear flannels (laughs) to meet with a governor? I don't think so. Not in the I'm governor's office. No. I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to say no. Not in the governor's office. If the I'm going to have to, I'm gonna doing, have to say no. If the no. governor was doing like an event at like if a it's an event, zoo, yeah, yeah, that's know? yeah. If it's an event and we're out, yeah. yeah. In, in his defense, though, those Jordans had just been released, so those. <laughs> oh, so he was. He wanted people to take the picture of the Jordans. The Jordans, yeah. picture. like maybe they flex. They've been out a couple of weeks because I, I striked out on them and. Uh, in his defense, I, I wouldn't wear a T-shirt. I'll excuse the Jordans, though. <laughs> I but y'all, look, y'all know me. Y'all know I'm far from respectability. Yeah. <laughs> far from respectability. But there's yeah. a certain, there is a certain type of uniform, though, that you wear to certain events. Yeah. Well, he could have trolled. He could have worn a Stacey Abrams for governor shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what well, Rod's like saying. T-shirt. In fairness, he wouldn't dress up to meet Brian Kemp. Well, you wouldn't go meet with Brian Kemp, though. That's the, you know... That's the who, that's the thing is you wouldn't go meet with Brian Kemp. So who reached out to who? Was it Brian Kemp? Or it was don't. It, it man, it don't matter. <laughs> it, don't, <laughs> it, it don't matter. Who I'm, I'm going to be willing. It would be someone on Brian Kemp's staff. Killer Mike. Uh, I'm looking at his Twitter feed right now. I'm just kind of scrolling through the last few days. September 10th, he says, MLK and Malcolm died with 70% disapproval from their own community. I know the road I follow is a hard one. What the fuck does that even mean? mean? (laughs) I'll tell you what it means. Um, You know when a comic first starts doing comedy and they suck? (laughs) Like a bad comic? (laughs) And they're they're terrible at it. It happens. Most comics aren't very good. And then you read like Jay Leno's book and he's like, I bombed for seven years before I got funny. And so these people who are bombing year after year are like doing something right. You know, they think that they're on the right track because they are bad at this. Yeah. So Killer Mike is doing the MLK and Malcolm die with 70%, 70% disapproval from their own community, which I'm not sure if that's real, but I know the road I follow is a hard one. People hate me doing something right. That's, no. that's that. That's the, um, that's the, uh, who's a smiling, jumping titty brother. Um, Terry Cruz. That's Terry Cruz logic. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if I have to be willing to die on this, hey, well, I will if it's to help the community. Hey, they don't have to like me. Hey, that's that's his right. logic. You're nobody till somebody hates you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. That's that logic. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna say seventy percent of the of the black community didn't like Martin, which I don't know, I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe that that's true at all. I don't. I would like to know where those numbers came from. The number I do believe is that 85% of the white community didn't like Martin Luther King. And we don't even want to talk about 
the way the white community felt about Malcolm X. So you don't even got to concern yourself with that. They don't even, they don't even acknowledge Malcolm X. Like, I know. At all. <laughs> like at all. Like, you have to, like I had to go and put a reminder in my phone because I'm a baby novice. Woke. I put, I put Malcolm's birthday in my phone as a reminder every year because <laughs> it's never brought up. It just, you know, it's just. See, a, let me see if I can find some numbers. As a spat, I, just to remind me that Malcolm X was alive because they don't, they never break up Malcolm X. They don't break up, you know, yeah. the goodies, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't approve of Killer Mike. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> well, I think for Killer Mike, like his particular issues, I'm scrolling through his Twitter feed are about like free trade school and things that he thinks will help the black community. And he thinks that it's worth having that conversation with Brian Kemp. That's kind of where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, he wants to, again, you know, work within the system is what he's going for. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. I mean, I don't know that maybe he'll find out the hard way that this won't work, you know, well, but, but he said Candace, and I don't, I don't want to bash anybody, but he also <laughs> said that Candace Owens is, um, <laughs> did, did he, did he quote, the disapproval rating at 75%? 70 for Malcolm and Martin at the time of their death in the black community. At the time of his death. Hmm. Yeah. That's... No, I didn't I look at the replies if anyone asked what her. I can, uh, from what I can see, that's a total number. Total? That's among Americans. All people? That's not... Why is he? <laughs> that's that's not the same thing. Well, you know, they were doing something right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that number went up higher because Martin was advocating um, that the government create program economic programs for black people. And you know that once they think that their tax dollars are going to the blacks, mm, the numbers jump. <laughs> huh. Uh, so yeah, people are in the replies on that tweet. People are in the replies, kind of disputing that number. Yeah, Uh, there's a Smithsonian link, Smithsonian mag. Yeah, uh, even though he's revered today, MLK was widely disliked by the American public. Seventy-five percent of Americans disapproved of the civil rights leader. Thank you. As he spoke (laughs) out against the Vietnam War and economic disparity. Uh Now I don't know if this this is from 2018. This article. I don't know if this breaks down. Breaks it down on racial lines or what? I mean, it's a kind of a long article. But, I guess even, can... but, but even at that disapproval rating, right? They're disapproving of actual topics like Vietnam War. We all know the Vietnam War was trash. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he better with an illegitimate governor who stole the election from a black woman. I mean, right. And, and, that's, what, <laughs> and, that's, and that's what he's going to put himself beside. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that, like it doesn't make any sense. They like they they you know they didn't like Malcolm and Martin. But yeah, they was also fighting for black rights, you know. Meanwhile, you're meeting up with an illegitimate governor talking about the status of hip hop and small business and your farm and a t shirt and some hot joints that I didn't get on sneaker app. Yeah. You're trash. You just can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Now, if you said seventy five percent of Black America didn't like Candace Owens, and then you would have put yourself beside that and compare yourself to that, they were like, "Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense. All right, cool. Y'all both don't make sense." <laughs> this motherfucker, man. Yeah, he's he's the numbers he's quoting don't appear to be. They're surface level. You can say that, yeah. but 
if you if you say seventy five percent of Black America doesn't like Terry Crews at this moment because he said something about Magic City, all right, cool. That's your, your that's that that is your lane. That's those, those you don't put your your lane isn't Mark, Malcolm and Martin. You're you're more of a you know that Black Power Ranger who's the, right. uh, Attorney General of Kentucky who won't prosecute the uh, <laughs> the case of Breonna Taylor. That, right. that that's your lane. That, that that's where you at, Killer Mike. You're not Malcolm and Martin. Well, that's, also all hate isn't the same. <laughs> Just because someone hates you doesn't mean they're hating it for the same reasons or the same motivations as they hated on yeah. MLK or Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's a very simplistic way of looking at it. Oh, they hate people hated them, so it's a hard road. Are you, willing, are you willing to die, Killer Mike, for this to, to for the status of hip hop? Because Malcolm and Martin were willing to die <laughs> for their beliefs, and they did. They paid the right. price for right. it. Right. <laughs> are you willing to die for your farm? Not only were they willing to die in in both their cases, they watched their friends be be assassinated. They watched their friends be beat on. They watched their friends be when uh, oh, let me t- oh shit. <laughs> Ice Cube says that well, I mean, you know, black people were out there voting, but you know, I mean, there were, sure there was some racists trying to stop them. Like what the fuck did you he just said say? They didn't die. <laughs> for the to vote, they just died while carrying out uh, their. What? I I don't know. What? I don't like I don't like Ice Cube. What? I don't like Friday. I think Friday was overrated. I think. <laughs> was overrated. I, I, don't, I don't I don't like the big. Three. This is when I when I when when I tell you I damn near threw my phone when I saw that shit. I was like, what? What? People were being literally killed killed to vote and as rod in the chat room is saying and you're gonna hit me with semantics dude that's what the <laughs> fuck you doing <laughs> i had a i had a tweet drafted about how ice cube's next song is gonna be called bot gun <laughs> but uh i didn't fire it off i held back <laughs> is it the draft what? you just got drafted you got drafted up baby. you got drafted up <laughs> damn that made me mad <laughs> damn that made me mad it's like what the fuck are you what <laughs> What? What? Okay, so, so Ice Cube came out. Killed. He came out. Um, I think before the Killer Mike thing. Maybe yeah, it was before Mike. It was about a week before. It was. It was. It was immediately after. It was like immediately after PNC. He decided he wanted to go live on Instagram. Right. But he did a new (laughs) video. uh, You know, like a few days ago, basically, where he was talking about the virtues of not voting, basically. Um, I, I guess I could pull it up if, if you guys want to watch ah, it, but I don't hear it. it was about how, uh, what are you getting out of the vote? You bet you need to get something, you know, you didn't need to demand things, blah, 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 but kind of creating a path to rationalize not voting. And then ice cube got dragged. As uh, he should. Here's my question for all these, for all the, oh, I, have, I have two statements. I have a question and a statement. <laughs> my first question is, are any of these fools, ice cube, killer mics, the people who these celebrities that jump out there and say it's okay not to vote. Has anybody ever asked them, are you voting this year? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like no one, I, I don't, I, I've, I've seen plenty of interviews. No one has ever asked them. Oh, okay, cool. You, okay. You cool with people not voting. Are you voting this year? Well, I think uh, his Andy his, Andy Rods Andy Rods pulled his sweats off. Oh, all right. 
He's at the scores table. <laughs> Rogers pulled a he just pulled a Willis Reed. He's running back in. <laughs> I just I just want to know has anybody the second question and my statement is I have a feeling a very scary feeling about the, the year twenty twenty that the black man not the women the black man will be the fifty three percent of the of the twenty sixteen election. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I I I saw that. Um, it's it's. It's looking like it. The number, what the number is really going to equate. Did you get him, Andy? I think I did. I thought I sent the request. What the number's really going to uh, look to, it's going to probably work out to uh, 20% or 2 in 10. So basically what we're talking about is one more black man voting for Trump. So mm-hmm. it's going to be two and ten instead of one and ten like before. That thirteenth, he's getting a stretch on. <laughs> that thirteenth, that there it is. <laughs> that thirteen percent was uh, one and ten. Yeah. So if they double it, I, it's and you guys need to listen up. Listen to that pod I sent you, Leah Rigor. She broke the numbers down. Typically. Republicans carry between 4% of the vote of the black vote and 15% of the black vote. And that, and Reagan carried 15, carried about 15% and nobody black like Reagan. And he carried about 15% of the black vote. My guess would be for the same reason that Trump is carrying this because somehow, and again, we're talking about black men. Give me a hallelujah, Rod. We're talking Mm -hmm. about black men here. This Mm -hmm. is what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so he, so even she was saying, so the fact that he's probably going to carry about 18% of the black vote, that's about right in line. So it's not really anything to, I mean, it's more about us and the community being upset than, than them. You know what I'm saying? It's more mm-hmm. about us than it is about them. But we're talking about one more black person out of 10. What, and again, black person. We're talking about black men. So we're talking about one more black man. So you're looking at two out of 10 instead of, one out of 10 this time. Think, yeah. think about it like that. Black women are not going to budge. At all. <laughs> they're I at 4%, they're at 4% and probably, they're probably going to, the number's <laughs> probably going to get lower than that with them. I would be willing to bet you that they drop down to like yeah. 3%. I'd be yeah. willing to bet you that they, that they drop. That's what, I, that's what I meant by the uh, 53% that, right. that, that black man vote is going to tick up. Right. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just by looking at the the the, the, the just these celebrities, these out, out of all of a sudden black male celebrities coming out of nowhere talking about it's okay to right. vote and these killer mics, like it's going to tick up some. Um, however, I mean, the black woman ain't, vote. black women are going to save us. That's it. Look, save us, black women. Listen to, <laughs> listen to me. Let me get closer. Save us. We're yeah. stupid. Black men, we're stupid. Okay. We're, we're stupid. Women, <laughs> uh, they're trying to save themselves. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> If if they if if everyone else happens to clutch onto the life raft that they provided, <laughs> it's, it's because they they got on the life raft to save themselves, it's like yeah. it's it's a matter of self preservation, and then we have to put superhero status on them because yeah. they're the only people that are being you know like smart. <laughs> you know, they're the only people that are smart with their votes. Um, in that in that type of way, so I don't I don't even think it's a matter of uh them trying to, it's like a motherfucker is swimming to safety and then we grab onto their foot and we really kind of pulling them down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but they just happen to get us all ashore together. You know what they, you know what they'd say to do when you, when you, uh, when you saving somebody and they start thrashing around, you know what you're supposed to do, right? Let's go. 
You no, no, no. You don't let them go. You punch their ass in the face and you dunk them under the water till they get calm. <laughs> and then you drag their asses back. That's what you're supposed to do. Get them to be calm. <laughs> you, you get your ass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop <laughs> resisting. <laughs> punch yeah. their ass in the face a few times and calm them the fuck down. And then you drag them in. So the if that's what it is, takes, uh, man. The thing for me that's interesting is just how much... Um, the black dudes are attracted to this like power machismo that's exactly it yeah. you gotta listen to the podcast dude you gotta listen to it yeah tell like, you like that shit like i think it helps trump that trump is a sexual assaulter absolutely uh, it does. disrespects women i think it definitely hurt that hillary was a woman there's a lot of black men that only went back went to Republican because it was like I ain't vote for no broad, you know. So this yeah. shit this shit is not and then the fact that like a person like Killer Mike would even sit in a room with Kemp after all the shit he's talked about, you know, other black people within the community not doing enough and shit. Like that that's really disheartening, man. And it looks like a weird type of power grab. They like I think Killer Mike more than anything wants to be seen as an intellectual. Yes, um, yes. And so that's why he has to aggrandize people like Candace Owens, T.I., whoever, you know, Kanye. Like, he wants to sit in a room and be, in his eyes, James Baldwin. What he, like, to him, this is what James Baldwin did. Sat in a room, and then he dismantled William H. Buckley and everybody. And it only worked because people had a tremendous amount of respect for both of them. But they, no one has respect for his opinion in that way, or Candace Owens, or... Brian Kemp, but he gets to now walk around. Now he has to build them up to build himself up. Like, no, this is an important meeting. This is like when MLK and Malcolm X is like, no, it's, it's actually not like that at all. I'm killing Mike. Not yeah. even close. Not not at all. Um, the thing well, he about said, he said, by the way, on Twitter that day, he said that um, I think he said he was trained by the same people who trained MLK. But they but but MLK was willing to die. And I don't think Killer Mike's willing to die for the status of hip hop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. Who are the people who did he say who the people were who trained him? OK, I'll I'll look here. Because Those um, people are long since gone. They would be considerably older than MLK, you know, well, the, MLK did die. So yeah, you know, they could have. It, it's possible that there's a slight overlap. I just want to know what ages. What classes and who were the teachers? Who 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 were they? What were they teaching? Here's a couple in, in boxing, couple tweets. maybe. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know. Killer Mike on September 10th tweeted um, because I was actually trained by the men and women who that, that knew and organized with MLK. Uh, I feel it important to hip y'all to this, which I'm sure you heard of, but have you read or listened to fully? And he included a YouTube uh, link to Martin Luther King reading letter from Birmingham jail. Mm -hmm. So you guys, you guys read this though. But here's um, the thing. Did, did he say anything else in the tweet or he just said, read the letter from the Birmingham jail? He just linked it. Now I, I haven't looked at the replies. Maybe he's in the replies, but there are other tweets where he says, here's one um, from March 7th. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's different. September 10th. Again, uh, I knew that because the people that actually organized with MLK actually trained me. Read, but he's telling us to read the letter from the from the Birmingham jail. I'm sure you've heard of it, but have you read or listened to fully? 
Have you? Because you're meeting with the people that Martin was writing about in the letter. Did you understand it? Did you understand the letter from the Birmingham jail? Because I understood it fully. Do, do, do you understand it? Because you're meeting with the, you you're meeting with the dude you wrote about. He was trained, okay? He was trained oh, okay. in Kung Fu, uh, <laughs> trained in Taekwondo. Is this some uh, sort of a keto move where he reverses the energy? Is that what I am? I the stupid one here? <laughs> hey, I just I just know that the man had some fresh Jordans on. And the fuck, man! <laughs> that that bro, that doesn't make really think about what he's saying. Read the letter from the Birmingham jail. The letter yes. from the Birmingham jail is about you can't trust the white moderate. That's that's the point. The letter from the Birmingham jail is to the white moderate. It's not for us. It's to the white moderate. Did you read it? It's not to. Well, no, I, I, I've never read it. <laughs> That's another thing, right? It's very surface level. Like he presented something that 99% of people who are educated within civil rights have know about. Like even the big Pokemon are pulling out MLK. Like I know some people that knew MLK that know me that said that <laughs> I'm like all of this shit is so surface level. It's like if someone had civil rights 101. That's and the big joker. Mind, right. <laughs> the big but keep in mind, like Killer Mike's not stupid. Like it's not, I don't want to, like if you've ever heard him talk, like he's pretty well learned. Like he knows a lot of shit. Mm. But to, is this being his selling point to us is Pokemon MLK coming out and then going, you know, uh, I bet you I ain't never heard of this letter from Birmingham. That that <laughs> right there is very surface level. Yeah, and he's using it like a mic drop. And um, right. and I mean, he that's the other thing about Killer Mike is he is accessible on social media. He will reply to people and engage with people. But the people he's replying to are, are the people who are criticizing him, I should say, are far beyond Civil Rights 101. For the most part, and just right. like, oh, have you, have you, uh, maybe you didn't hear about this though, you know, <laughs> secret knowledge that I have. I'm, I'm a little bit further along than you guys. I was all caps trained. Both tweets <laughs> where he says trained, the world, the word trained is in all caps. <laughs> like he really <laughs> is sticking the landing on having been trained by the people who organized with MLK. Um, I don't know. He doesn't name the people, he doesn't name the organizations. He just so puts it out there. Somebody should be like, so so somebody should ask him, well, who you train with? Was it Afrinaki? Who was who's your train with? <laughs> was it Afrinaki? So was a, it? Lot of, a lot of people don't know this. Martin Luther King used to work at Shoney's. And so oh, the, okay. the man <laughs> who that. trained Martin Luther King how to be a waiter at Shoney's trained. <laughs> I, didn't Mike. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know. A lot that. of different types of training out there that people don't really know about. I didn't know that. <laughs> he does he does have a thing where he wants to be, he wants to be seen as as a high intellectual yeah you know and you can kind of tell that in the way he talks i've i've really been thinking about this in the last few weeks now uh, as far as with writing and stuff is it's the economy of words he adds words in that have that you don't need it's just a lot of shit that you don't need to say you just but you're saying it's, it's like you're it's what i call word salad just filling up everything just filling up everything just filling up everything i'm like what why are you saying all that that's that stephen a smith school of talking just you don't have to say all that to say this you know i i doubt myself sometimes in writing because i'll i'll read something from somebody and it has so many words and so much word count and word content 
And I'm like, and you're reading it. And I'm like, man, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't have enough education. I don't write like this. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, and then you go it. back and you read the shit and you're like, you're not, they're not saying a goddamn thing here. Y'all <laughs> does that shit too. Um, the rapper to y'all, you know. Yeah, I, I know, I know what that guy. Yeah, he always yeah. like, indubitably and all this yeah, type of yeah. <laughs> Talib does it too. He he yeah. he does it in his rapping, and he does it in his in in the way he talks. He says a lot of stuff. He also that he does it the way he tweets and posts on Instagram. It's a lot. He just it's nonstop, like just words Thank and you, words Jane. and words. It's like when the, it's like when dudes first get out of prison. Like oh. y'all ever y'all ever had yeah. a friend, <laughs> they like they've been reading the, the it's first time they got to read for the long in the, forever. Right. <laughs> So now everything is a motherfucking six syllable word that used to just be simple. So right. it could be, you know, it could be some shit like that where they just feel like an insecurity and like I have to always prove my value and prove my worth with these big ass words. But I I, I find solace in people like uh, Coates, Baldwin, that right. they had poetic flourishes, but it wasn't a matter of just how many big words can I throw at you. It was like, actually, how can I condense this big ass concept right. into something everyone can read and understand? Right, right. I blame for me, Chappelle. For, me it's, <laughs> for me, it's how do I take the how do I take the thoughts in my head that I can see but I can't say, and and put it down into a simple into a simple thing for someone to see. Like when you when you read Baldwin, you used to, used to trip me out about Baldwin. So many commas, <laughs> so many commas, and so. And and a lot of flow, but then if you listen to Baldwin talk, you're like, oh, he's writing the way he talks. <laughs> That's all he's doing. He's just writing. He's just writing exactly how he talks, and he's not he's not simplifying it for you. Which is I, which is really coats. Which is really confusing because Killer Mike can rap. So like, right. why is, why don't he just <laughs> why don't he just talk like he rap? Because I find his raps to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why he can't just do do that rather than try to like tell me he was trained by mlk right a lot of right. things rhyme with trained you know you right. could you could probably get a pretty tight verse out of that right <laughs> and by the way if if you are trained by mlk then wh why don't you talk like mlk here's another guy just <laughs> just very <laughs> concise speaker you know martin luther king and malcolm x very precise speaker mlk's writings are very precise writings I'm like well you can't the thing is they have a gift you can study them all you want and never be able to speak that way you know so even if killer mike has studied them um in depth for you know the last decade he might not be able to just go up there and now talk like mlk or like malcolm x but i think he's just using it as a cudgel anyway like yeah right. hey i read this book so i'm credible right right you know, you, know what else mike, you know what else you know what else mike is good at He's good at, particularly if there's a large group of black people, he's good at the surface level soundbite thing to get these people excited. Yeah. Yeah. He's real good at that. Like, like when he met with the NRA dude, Colin Noir, right. and, and clearly clearly was in over his head, got used by them, um, and Joya Reed pointed it out. Um, he wanted to get her back so bad that on Instagram, she posted a post that said, hey, just had H&M, uh, just, just uh, the shoot with these and it's two black women in the background, like just had H&M for this photo shoot that we're about to do, blah, blah, blah. Just want to shout out my stylist, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, H&M, so you're going to work with a black comp a company that has 
put monkeys on the shirts of little black boys, and she was like, H and M stands for hair and makeup. <laughs> hair and mic drop. <laughs> by the way, by the way, you just met with the dude who disenfranchised literally hundreds of thousands of black people. So you should shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Killer That's, mic. Uh, my one of my favorite Soundgarden lyrics is "Words you say never seem to live up to the ones inside your head." Mm. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, that's 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 Andy with the deep shit from the hey white. Hey, man, world. Soundgarden, Chris <laughs> Cornell. You know, it's a great book. If anybody's thinking about writing, this is a great book. Uh, I don't know if it's reversed. Can you see it? Or is no, it reversed? I see it. No, On writing good. well. On writing well. Yeah, uh, William Zinsner. It's, uh, it's, it's a guide to writing nonfiction. I picked up early on. Um, but even he recommends, well, first of all, he says there's really not any right way to do it. It's just what's best for you. But there are some things you need to always remember, and one of them is brevity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that quote, brevity is a soul of wit, comes from Shakespeare, who right. is he was a guy who's very wordy. So not even wordy. he was like, yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of words out there you don't need. I mean, Shakespeare <laughs> was basically the Tyler Perry of his time, you know? Right. Pretty much, yeah. We have to give credit where it's due. What is, I just keep imagining, like, fucking 300 years from now, some civilization is going to look back at us and be like, this fucking Tyler Perry dude was motherfucking way ahead of everybody else. Shakespeare had dudes out there dressed like women. True. <laughs> you know, I mean, he did dudes out there, you know, it wasn't no thing, it wasn't no thing for them at that time. And, the tickets, and like, the tickets was cheap and shit. It was for the common man. It wasn't high yeah. <laughs> but now, if you look at how we treat it, like it, we learn it as the standard of high thought and high art yeah. in, in all our schools. And he was hella racist. <laughs> <laughs> he was hella racist. Oh, he was racist. Yeah, a lot of his characters are racist it, bullshit. He yeah. didn't know better. It was a product he of his didn't era. Know better. Man of his time. <laughs> Othello. You know what I'm saying? We get Othello, uh, yeah. the first, the first Lexington still of his time. Yeah, yeah. He has a. Uh, um, <laughs> He has a play where he has a character, uh, Shylock. It's supposed to be how Jews just want money, <laughs> you know. And he over exaggerated characters, the big nose, the 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 negative characteristics that they apply to Jewish to the Jewish community. Yeah, he wrote all that shit directly in. You know, two uh, like two hundred years from now in schools, kids are gonna be learning it's like. I have to pop a cap up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really amazed we haven't seen the all-white production of, of Medea goes to whatever. I'm really amazed we haven't seen that coming out of one of these little private these little private academy schools. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Put again from the top. It'll be Maddie, though. It won't be Medea. It'll be like, we'll change it. <laughs> I'm stunned we ain't seen that yet. Maddie goes to Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, here's the thing I've, I've really thought about getting back to Ice Cube because I thought about this with Jamel Hill because they had him on. Jamel and Kari Champion had him on. Um, I, I love them. Save us black. I boy. won't listen when when people bring shit like that on. I know others do. I don't because there's nothing I want to hear Ice Cube say. I think my bigger problem is is. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about this. If somebody approached Andy and I and said, do you want Ice Cube on? <laughs> we'd really have to have a a discussion. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want him on. I really don't. If they said, do you want Ice Cube on? To, I don't or, want, can we talk about America's Most Wanted or something? 
Yeah, I don't I don't want that energy. I don't want us putting that energy out there because it's 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 wrong. First of all, it's false. <laughs> and uh I know he's on some fuck shit and I don't want to be even remotely associated with co-signing it. You know? Um, I guess I guess because I'm not I mean, I'm a fan of Ice Cube, but not like that, where I'm just like, yo, whatever the fuck he does is okay with me. <laughs> you know, I'm not a fan of Ice Cube. I don't. I never liked Friday. I don't see I, this motherfucker. Bro. <laughs> hey, like he... <laughs> what about you, Rod? I'm, you y'all might get that. Y'all might actually get the call. I, I think I would be willing to interview. Uh, I would be willing to interview Ice Cube for sure. Because the thing for me is not the messaging; it's that it goes unquestioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallacies yeah. in the messaging don't get exposed. I'm. I'm like I and I do weigh the responsibility of having a platform, right? Like I would, like there's certain people that would be beyond me. Like I wouldn't interview uh, some alt right white man, right? But someone like Ice Cube who does have traction in our community, I think it's very important to to ask him these questions to his face because uh, that interview and then more importantly the interview that um this, I can't remember her name, but she uh she's a real big. Kamala Harris supporter, um, mm-hmm. and she did a, a talk with a little, you know, Zoom or whatever with uh, Ice Cube, where she asked him about his plan for Black America and what about Black women, and it didn't. I saw a little bit of that, but I didn't see right. the whole thing. And he didn't have an answer. He right. was like, Well, that's very, you know, we should. That's have telling. It right, and that's, that's the kind telling. of shit I like. That shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I don't like the. It's telling. Because if not, he gets to sit on a pulpit of, listen, let me just give my unfiltered message, unchallenged, unquestioned. Mm-hmm. And then also I can play the card of they don't want me to speak to y'all. They don't want me to be on the TV. They don't want me to tell y'all the truth. And now, nah, like I and Carrie and uh, Jamel did a great job, too. So uh, you listen to it. How how did it sound? Was it um, same thing? Like they asked him them questions that he really didn't have good answers for. And they and they asked him um, a question where he like they made a note that he refused to answer this one question. Um, I, it was either like I forget the question he didn't answer, but they made a note to be like, OK, so you don't want to answer that. All right. Um, well, the, you know, like it wasn't um, what do you call it. It was a, a aggressive interview where they were like, we're going to expose them. It was just a matter of like these are the obvious fucking glaring holes in your argument. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. How do you answer these questions? And he didn't have good answers. And I, I like that kind of shit. I don't. I, I think it's sometimes we hurt ourselves, and I think it's one of the reasons that a lot of these motherfuckers have blown up, is by letting them go unchallenged or right. doing, or doing this thing where we act like they don't exist. Like they get bigger, you know. And you were a big influence on me believing that because at first I was like that with Kanye. I was like, fuck them. Yeah. No. No. Let's just all yeah, pretend this believe, isn't happening. I don't believe in that. Right. And so. <laughs> After that, I, I, you know, but it, it took people like calling him out to his face to actually make it uh, like to to squash it. It's really when people sit down with him and actually question him to his face. That's when the shit gets squashed. Where you go, oh, he's not a serious person. But when we just let him promote himself and market himself, is to me that's worse. I yeah. just I, I just know I just want somebody to ask Cube is he voting this year since he's pushing this no voting agenda. Is he going to vote? Well, and and no, the better question you should ask him is, has he ever voted? <laughs> and to me, that's like it, the, the, the interviewing him on a podcast or wherever really comes down to that. Is he there to have an actual conversation or is he there to just kind of 
win. There's so much now these days about like getting the W in a debate. You know, all these right wing people are like, how come you won't debate me, AOC? You know, shit like that. Like they have this this agenda. And if Ice Cube is willing to actually like have a conversation about it, which I think he might be. I don't think he's necessarily a screaming jackass at this point. I think he's willing to go back and forth. That's different than bringing on someone who just wants to yell the loudest and pout when you, you know, call them out or whatever. So I feel like, yeah, Ice Cube might be someone that you can talk to. You might not agree with, but you can talk to him. Whereas, you know, there's probably a number of other people who wouldn't be that open to what you have to say. It's also a skill. It's a skill that the interviewer has to have. Yeah, I don't have, that's the thing. I was just thinking about that. This, I don't think I, I have that. I think I would have to let Andy take the reins. Andy would have to just, I've interviewed several motherfuckers I don't like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I've just like I've done it, and I but I've never and I've never felt bad about it. I like, and I'm not a an aggressive, you know, trying to catch in type of interview. I'm just gonna let you talk. I'm gonna ask you the questions, and if the answers sound suspect, I'm gonna fucking challenge the answers. But that like that kind of like letting someone spin that rope. You know what I'm saying? Letting them kind of come out there and and say the thing that they, you know, have tried to couch in all these other type of language, like all this other type of language. It's a difficult skill set to master, man. And, you know, sometimes you're good at it. Sometimes you're not. But, you know, I've, I've interviewed motherfuckers. Uh, this dude, Shabby, he was a, a a relationship expert type dude. A lot of very misogynistic, black, mm-hmm. you know, anti-black woman type of shit, in my opinion. But it was couched in this flowery you know, like, you know, all right, look, this is just being a gentleman. This is just what <laughs> ladies need to. And so, I, you know, I just broke that shit down. I was like, OK. And by the end of it, you know, I found out this nigga used to be homeless. He was living in his car for a while. He w- the interview we were doing, he was using the Wi-Fi from the library. So this image he had built up online completely deconstructed in this interview. So this was his hustle. Right. There you right. go. I, but, I'm going to say um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not a guy with a lot of game, but. If you're using library Wi-Fi, you probably aren't very good at picking up picking up a woman. <laughs> like, I don't know what tips would he have for picking up a woman. Lady, y'all need to listen to me, okay? <laughs> um, you know, so I did another interview with this dude that writes all these books. Um, you know, to like this whole got roaches type of shit, and you know, similar thing with him, where it's like the books were funny. But I wanted to get to, like, why do you write these books that kind of traffic in so many negative stereotypes about black people, you know? And does it come from a place of love and inclusion and, you know, like, these are my people? Or does it come from a place of looking down at these type of black people, you know? Like, these type of blacks are doing it wrong. And that's it's entertaining because they're such terrible black people. And I, I felt like it was more the latter than the former, right? And so that kind of interview is tough to do because because you want the person there to get comfortable enough to give their real opinion but you don't want to make it so that right you look like you're co-signing that shit so it's a tough it's a tough job yeah i don't know if i have the if i'm ready to be just particularly somebody like that you know the dude just bothers me the, the lack the lack of thought he's put into any of this or, I mean, he's obviously giving as much thought as he's possibly capable of doing, <laughs> you know? So, like Andy says, maybe he would be willing to take on some more thought. I don't think so, because I'm sure 
people have been saying this shit to him. Like, come on, man, what are you doing? I'm sure he's been getting a little bit of that, you know, but I think he's also, well, you know, the circle is, around him has been cheerleading him. Like, yeah, man, you tell him, you know. You know what else it is, though, Randolph? He needs the, part of the reason he put this out was to get on these shows, right? Yeah, yeah. So then the interest, because his message isn't big enough by itself. He needs the black community, quote, unquote, to show we support him. And I like that the people, I like when people bring them on that are black and go, I'm going to challenge what you're saying. Right. I don't like when people are, are just like, I'm going to help get the word out. So Ice Cube, go ahead and talk for five minutes and then we're going to go to commercial. I don't like that shit. Right, right. Well, that's that. That's where like a guy like Joe Rogan gets a lot of his criticism because he'll, he'll just say, he'll just let them go for five minutes and be like, huh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. He might disagree with them, but he won't be vehement about a disagreement. He'll just be like, right. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I mean, I don't think that's kind of what I'm into, but that's I, interesting. I had that um, that police officer dude on, and yeah, Michael uh, A. Wood Jr. Yeah, Wood, I don't yeah. remember if it was once or twice that y'all had twice. Him. Right, the second and, one was the one. <laughs> but, but like, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all yeah. it wasn't just that he got to come on, promote himself how he wants to be seen, and then walk away and be like. Well, I, you know, I showed them and then, yeah. and then you guys had to be like, damn, should we have even had them on? Like, I like that kind of interaction. You don't need yeah. to agree. And, and it, to me, it didn't really become, quote unquote, disrespectful from y'all side. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. like, I, felt, I felt some of the shit he said was low key disrespectful, but well, he was. Yeah. But I like how y'all. <laughs> that's, picked why we, that's why we hung up. That's why I hung up on him. I was like, he's yeah. done. Because Andy and I remember distinctly. I said, don't say he said something. And he looked at me like this and went like this. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's it. <laughs> I'm the phone. Well, what happens, I mean, and by the way, he seems to have uh, erased all social media. He's like out of the public eye completely. Um, that's that so three guys on effect, baby. He's in grad school. Or something. <laughs> we will end you. <laughs> but there's a lot of this, uh, this world that I think he was trying to operate in is getting the W and that's it. You know, coming on a show to I'm going to outsmart these guys and get this W. And, you know, because I watched uh, some video that had Sam Harris talking in it. You know, it was like Sam Harris does these debates, Sam Harris versus this other Ph.D. guy and somebody else. And they have like, you know, four people on stage and there's like 300 people in the audience and they get to watch a debate. And then there's this whole because once you watch one of those videos on YouTube, YouTube is like, oh, you like you want to get you want to get red pilled, <laughs> so there's all these channels that analyze the debate tactics. It's like, oh, here's why, uh, here's what he did really well. Here's what Sam Harris did really well. I'm like, why don't you talk about what he said? Like, it's all about the technique, you know. It's all about winning. The style wins the fight versus the content wins the fight. And I think Michael A. Wood was trying to get into that world where he's like, I'll talk to right-wing people, left-wing people. He considered himself super left-wing. It was very anti-gun. Uh, he was a champion of left-wing politics. Mm -hmm. and But they just want to get into that world where they they just duel with each other and get Ws. It's not really about talking about this shit or changing minds even. It's just about, I have good technique. Sam Harris has a technique. People break down his technique on YouTube videos, which is often just, be dispassionate, have no emotion, and then set the table that emotion is bad. And so when people have emotion, they automatically are losing because they've had an emotional response. Like it's very, there's tricks to it, you know, but that's all that world is. And Michael A. Wood, I think, was trying to operate in that world of like 
intellectual chin stroking smart guy we all after this we'll all go have lunch together and you know and no, talk dude. about shit <laughs> we having a lunch dominic was so mad he was doing push-ups <laughs> <laughs> he was doing, yeah he was doing push-ups he was steadily doing push-ups you know dominic and i've had that discussion we just had a little bit this week about um cardi and um candace owens i, I saw that dominic is again he's of that world of you're you're giving her light and you need to ignore her and and she'll go away. I'm like, she's not gonna go away. That doesn't work. Roaches don't go away. I'm sorry. That doesn't that doesn't work. I'm calling her a roach. We keep think we think that it works, but it doesn't. It just it just doesn't. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> what exactly it depends on what Cardi's involvement with Candace is to me because if it's what she's been doing so far, which is basically just mock her and leave it at that, I think that that's great. Uh, but if it was like, we're going to set up a series of debates, Cardi B yeah. versus Candace on, then I would be like, yeah, then what I'm are you on, doing? I, now I'm on Dom's side. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, but Cardi's not going to, but Cardi's not going to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, so so it just depends on the level. You know what I mean? You know? Like I think her dog walking, quote unquote, Tommy Lauren and Candace Owens, I think is, is, is as, harmless as it is harmful you know what i mean like it it's gonna pass it'll be a moment we'll all mock her like no one's gonna come to candace owens side because cardi b call you know <laughs> uh call, talk shit about her so right. I, I think that i think we're fine right now it's only when you do what killer mike does and bring candace owens on stage at you and call her a very smart and call her woman. smart yeah, Jesus it, now, now I'm on Dom's side. Like, yeah. she shouldn't have done that. And all- well, she shouldn't have. She shouldn't have been there, though. That's the thing. Right. Is that what? Do, what does she really bring to this conference, mm-hmm. other than controversy? What does she bring? Because she for a guy like bring anything, a, a guy like Killer Mike, it makes him appear smarter that he considers all points of view. He he's doing that for self-aggrandizement. Like I'm willing to listen and sit down with anyone, and my mind is open, and I think about all this shit, man. That's where it's coming from. You know, it's about him appearing. And you smart. know, you know who loves that, Andy? Who's that? White people. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead serious. That's yeah. who likes that shit. It's not us. Yeah, it's not it's not black people. We are yeah. not into considering all sides. It, white people <laughs> love a motherfucking consider all sides ass nigga. They love it. black people. We are not into considering all sides. Nah, we know. <laughs> we know. That's the motto right there, boy. <laughs> we, we motherfucking know the other side. We good. Right. Huh? Yeah, I don't right. need to consider nothing. I know exactly what the fuck is happening here. <laughs> you the one that don't know what's going on. <laughs> Well, there is that kind of, it's almost like a militant centrist, you know, like there's people on the right and left who are obviously to the extremes, but then there's that militant centrist. It's like both sides are good and both sides are bad and I need to be hurt. And they really don't say anything of substance, but they say it loud and they appear to be like, I don't fall for any of that shit. You know, both sides have valid things to say, and both sides are also wrong all the time. And, oh, and I'm smart know, enough to see the bullshit on both sides, while you're only smart enough to see the bullshit uh, you know, on one know, side. You know who says that a lot? White people. White people. <laughs> White people say that shit a lot, dog. Like, yeah. there's a handful of black people that act like that, but white people fucking love that shit. That's that well, shit. To them, it's a... It's a hallmark of intelligence 
Mm-hmm. And it's a hallmark of, 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 of you're just a better person if you believe that I can see both sides. I'm the smart one in the room mm-hmm. <laughs> right. by virtue of being see, able to see both sides. Right. I'm like, what you, you don't, don't realize both sides. you have a point when you say Black Lives Matter and you have a point when you say <laughs> Black Lives Don't Matter. And I'm the only one smart enough to see you both have a point. You both have a point. <laughs> yeah. No, everything okay. is... Everything is not equal. I think black lives sometimes matter. matter. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> when they're doing what I want them to do. How come no one says that, huh? <laughs> I mean, you guys are all stuck in your little bubbles. Has anyone thought of this yet? All lives matter. See, I don't think anyone has had my type of intelligence in the room yet. Right. They're not ready for yeah, that. It's, it, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No one's ready like, to have that. That's, that's how you get libertarians. Like that's exactly yeah. how you get them. They're the motherfucking the government's bad and, you know, and capitalism is bad. I just say, you know, we all have small businesses and you do what you want to do. And if someone's racist, then you don't eat there. And it'll all balance out and you're like that's never how anything's worked. That's not how <laughs> life works at all. Whenever somebody says they're a libertarian, I want to kick them square in the chest. Right. Whenever they say that, I'm a libertarian. Pow! That's what should happen to you. The oh, next thing should be a guy running up and doing that double drop, <laughs> double foot drop kick in the chest. As soon as you say that, a guy should just run into the scene. Boom! And it like, what, did they, what did they sound like during slavery? You know what I mean? Like, I Listen, I think slavery is bad, but I don't think we should decide. That's not for the government. You okay? know exactly You know exactly how they sound. Go back and read some of Thomas Jefferson's writings on slavery. <laughs> you know exactly how they sound. That's how they sound. It's uh, unfortunate. I think slavery is bad. It's unfortunate. Now, if you excuse me, I gotta go visit Sally. Right. <laughs> You know exactly how it's they really say. a damn shame what they're doing down there. Anyway, <laughs> gotta go, gotta go down and see Sally. <laughs> you know. <ugh. laughs> Meanwhile, the tyranny would not stand from the high taxes of England. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> An individual will not have their liberty trampled upon forever. <laughs> motherfuckers, man. <laughs> we know how they sound, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Watch the tip off, obviously, but I saw the fallout from Thursday's game. So let's throw it to the floor. What did you guys think of um, about the football game? The football, the uh, the, the linking of the arms Texas. in the NFL. I, 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 now, did they do it during lift every voice and sing, or did they do it during? Man, I don't even know. I'm I'm uh, asking y'all. I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch the football game, but what I, from what from what I'm gathered from the highlights, like it was nothing going on. They just met in the middle of the field and they linked arms and everybody in the crowd was like, boo! Yeah, there were no songs. <laughs> there, there was no lift every voice and sing. There, were, there, was no, there was no tap dancing in um, Big Head, uh, Martin Luther King's and Malcolm X's on the field. There was, there, was, there was no national anthem. There was no American flag. There was no blue f- jet, jet fighters. There was none of that. They just like, hey, let's just beat the middle of the field, link arms, and just stand there. And everybody was like, boo! We don't want unity. Yeah. I came here to root for the Kansas City Chiefs and Tomahawk Chop. <laughs> I didn't see, I don't I uh I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know if, I I thought it was did they play both anthems? Did they go ahead and play both anthems? I think they did play both anthems, that. but I don't think the teams were out. I didn't watch it. I don't think the teams uh, are necessarily out for 
lift every voice and sing, or some players were in the locker room. It wasn't like as formal, from what I understand, oh, yeah, as the was, national anthem usually is. You know? it, it was none of that. They would just they would just before the game, they was like, "Let's just link arms before the coin toss and just stand there and link arms in unity." And the yeah. audience was not feeling any of that. <laughs> Boo! Ninety dudes link arms. Yep, with two black quarterbacks. Two black quarterbacks. <laughs> And Andy Reid on the other side. And Andy Reid with his face shield on, looking like yeah. a welder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And they won't fill in none of that. They was like, no. boo. <laughs> now, that's the part I saw, but I didn't see anything leading up to that or what was happening or nothing. Yeah, I don't know when that was during pregame, but I think it was before the anthem. Yeah, it, it's weird because I feel like uh, Jason, <clears throat> last week in the chat, I, I feel like he won the debate now. You know, like. <laughs> Randolph and Jason had a, like, what's more conservative, baseball or football? And I was on Randolph's side. I was like, yeah, it's definitely baseball. They don't even let them niggas do nothing. Yeah. And, and then they booed Unity, and I was like, well, well here's the thing, though. That's way, Kansas City. So Jared, Jared in the YouTube chat says it was done after both songs. Oh, so they did play both songs. Oh, okay. Ask Jared, Jared, were they on the field during the songs? Because I seem to remember some one player knelt. <clears throat> I'm assuming during the anthem. <laughs> I'm assuming during the the white man's anthem. <laughs> you know, I'm assuming during that. Hey, what if a white? <laughs> hey, what if a white dude would have knelt during the Negro anthem? <laughs> <laughs> I got. I just got to take a knee. I just got. You got to have a special kind of hate in your heart to kneel for lift every voice and sing. Travis Kelsey is like, I can't agree with this. I don't agree with the message. You are a special kind of hateful motherfucker <laughs> if you kneel during lift. Every voice and sing. <laughs> I don't like the message is is representing. I'm just going to take a knee. That uh, shit is so positive, it's ridiculous. Are you not doing did you that? Just, did you hear the second verse of "Lift Every Voice and Sing"? I got Look, I, I was the just... road we trod. I'm kneeling down right the fuck now. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I was just gonna. I was gonna sit on the bench, but I talked to one of the S1Ws, and he said you should kneel. <laughs> uh, that's a better way to do it. So that's what I talked to Sister Soldier, and she said you should kneel. <laughs> It's an actual soldier that told me this, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. I made myself cry, boy. Oh. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I still put football ahead of baseball because this was – that's just – that's Kansas City. I, it's, mm. I think we should have kind of expected it, honestly. We're going to have about uh, 16 other case uh, tests. Test studies. Test, to see. test cases. To <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think so, Rod. I think football going to be done in about four weeks. <laughs> you it oh, oh I'm sorry. I don't mean 16 weeks. I mean 16 games or whatever the fuck happens. Okay, Jason. No, they we should. Can do you know, this? they should have. They should have. Uh, they should have Queen Latifah on standby, right? And so they'd be like, "Let's all get together for unity." And if the crowd boos, she's like, "Who are you calling a bitch?" And she just comes out and does the song. <laughs> so, all right, Jason. So, Jason wants to know what's the non-racist city. Okay, well, you're, we're talking about Los Angeles. I don't expect it to be any boy. Um, New York, a fraction, maybe, maybe. Some I don't know. The Giants teamed up with the NYPD for some shit. Oh, they did do that. Those yeah. motherfuckers. So yeah, that's possible. Yeah, maybe the Jets. Also, we had to put into it's not actually the city, it's the fans. Right. right. So right. who buys NFL tickets in a pandemic? 
Like, yeah, she, that's that's nothing. Yeah, I thought him, about that. It's those motherfuckers. Game. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think it's kind of a self-selecting survey that will lend itself towards a lot of uh right uh, you know i'm obama was the divisive one and then they won't come out here and 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 do this not no not boo not not mm-hmm. in my america so I, <laughs> I think we might be trending towards those type of fans yeah, they don't yeah. at all they just like yo no i don't need a mask you're trending against my <laughs> civil liberties <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go to the football game yeah. With no mask on. Oh, y'all gonna link arms? Boo! <laughs> How come they can do it? They not six feet apart. <laughs> and then they'll claim the players are divisive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've already seen the I've already seen the reasoning being that that look, these people just want politics out of their sports. I'm like, you should shut the fuck. Are you seriously believe that shit? Anything to give people an out. Anything to give them. It's just about the politics. I saw Tony Corner just saying that bullshit. Like, you're too old to be saying stupid shit like that. Sports <laughs> is supposed to be an escape from all that. That's not except why. For, except for, you know, the Olympics. I mean, football it has to be the most conservative one. Because, I mean, they, they trend towards country. Baseball, music. man, it's bananas. I'm telling but, you, but... but, but but they got maybe, they're, maybe they're running one and two. Maybe they're actually running I, one I, and two now. Yeah, I, I was on... I was firmly on the baseball side but then that shit happened i'm like even baseball wouldn't do that because no, they've had because they've had you displays tepid keep in mind i'm not i don't think these linked arm displays are anything revolutionary so yeah. these are the most tepid fucking right. like compromised right. displays of like Something's going on. We're not going to say what it is. We're not really trying <laughs> to blame anybody. We're just saying we need to be together. We're not going to say how or why we're not together. Just that we are together in this moment. And if you boo that shit, like you, you really just are like, fuck black lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so even the fucking baseball people have done the arm link thing and been mostly left alone for the shit. So I, I, something about football, Russ. Yeah, it's the country music. It's the country music. It's the beer commercials. It's the uh, it's the Wrangler jeans um, sponsorships. It's just it's just too conservative. You know they, they are, call- they're switching. By the way, the Monday Night Football song to a Rich, Little Richard song. Oh really? Which song? Uh, they're taking away uh, both Cephas's uh, all my rowdy friends, whatever yeah, yeah. The fuck that shit is. Uh, the commercials. Yep. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can find. I'm not gonna play it, but I'm just gonna look up the Little Richard song. Jared, oh, Jared said um, maybe Atlanta would have uh, no booing. Atlanta, that's another good YouTube spot. Chat. But I think I think it's like Rod said though. Who's buying these tickets? Right. Right. <laughs> you know? See, the thing is, here's the other thing too. This is another reason that this shit can happen because of the pandemic. You don't have a whole lot of black people in the stadium. So, like, I know if they would have tried to boo, like, in Atlanta, it would at least been a fight on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. maybe like maybe they would have had the heart to boo anyway. But, like, I'm next to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what do you do if you're the black dude that got a ride from his white friend and then this motherfucker boo? You got to walk home, dude. You got to walk home now. You got to call Uber. You got to call an Uber now. Hope you got some cash. Oh, but there's that. There's got to be that moment where the white friend turns to the black friend like, boo, right? Right, <laughs> right. We're cool, right? Pants on a Black Panther T-shirt. Right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta walk the fuck home now. 
the black dude is killer Mike. He's just like, well, at least I was in the room for the conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in the room for the conversation. <laughs> we had I had a seat table. at the stadium. Yeah. What I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I agree with Kevin Blackstone. He said that you know, it did because they, you know, hey, we're linking arms for unity. Okay, listen, these these protests. They ain't about unity, bruh. <laughs> They're about a very specific thing, <laughs> okay? A very specific thing. Violence perpetrated against the black community by law enforcement. That's what this has all been about, okay? So let's – don't turn it into something that it's not. You turn it into something that it's not is like we've been saying here is you trying to appease everybody. It hasn't I'm been, not about appeasing every. I'm not about appeasing everybody because – we haven't done anything wrong, in my opinion. We're not doing anything wrong. That's why I'm not about it. And it hasn't been that way since Colin Kaepernick first knelt. It's they. This shit is going on what three or four years now. Four years. Now. Four years. Okay, so <clears throat> about uh, let's see. Kaepernick sat down, right? Didn't come out, or no? He just sat down on the bench the first couple times, and then he had that talk and he started kneeling, right? Mm-hmm. They did the interview with him, asked him why he did it. He explained why. Yep. Um. <clears throat> Then other people started kneeling. President Trump called called out the players. And then that Sunday that they all came out, whichever week that was, yeah. it, it ain't it ain't been about black lives since then. Right. And it's and it's not a it's they call it a protest, but it's not a protest. It's yeah. a demon it's a demonstration. And I think people need to understand that. These are these are just demonstrations. They're not protest demonstrations are important. Don't get me wrong; they're very important, but these are all just demonstrations. They're not—they're not protests anymore. What Colin did was a protest. Well, um, just a small, just a small, slight correction uh, in the chat. Jason pointed out pre- um, Trump wasn't president yet; uh, Obama was still in office when Colin had started doing oh, the, true, true. the kneeling. But um, it wasn't a big problem till Trump got into office, right? Where he started, you know, making it a political point. Right. Like everybody, you know, was like, oh, you know, but then he 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 amplified it by saying it was it was a it was it was about the flag. Now, <laughs> because technically, Trump won the election, right, yeah, yeah. twenty sixteen, um, mm-hmm. and he didn't get inaugurated until January. So yeah, on that technicality, you're right, IQ. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he used it as a political as a political wedge. Yeah. But black lives, I've been wondering now, everybody keeps saying it's a political, it's not a political, why is it political? The only reason you would say it was political, you can on the one hand say black lives matter is political and then turn around and say such and such other thing is not political. Yeah. What it proves is, is that everything is political. It's, It's like... Jackie Chan explained to Jaden, everything is Kung Fu. Everything is political, man. Everything, every aspect of this is political. So you can't say, I don't want politics in my sports. And then as Rod says, turn around and cheer for the Olympics. You can't do that. USA, you shut the fuck up then. You can't do that. Well, you have politicians flipping the coin and throwing out the first pitch and you have the anthem and then, and then you have not just political issues, but social issues. You have uh, October, you wear pink. Right. You know, like they decided that pregame is where issues are discussed on in NFL stadiums. They've They're done that for years. Be. Aren't they you, supposed to be? Apparently? You trot out the soldiers and have them wave. You have uh, sick kids come out. You know, this is like, okay, this is the time of football where we discuss the issues of the day. And then now that's happening. People are like, well, get the shit out of my football game. I, I want football. Well, that's not what you said. 
had uh, half-season tickets to the Hornets this season, and uh, we didn't even get to attend every game, obviously, because of the pandemic. But the majority of games we attended, there was at least a salute to service members moment. Always. Uh, there were always a couple of law enforcement nights. So, you know, to say not political is ridiculous. And the Hornets are one of the more quote unquote woke organizations compared to other teams. So like they also had moments for black activism and, um, you know, we had the, uh, Greensboro, I forget the number, like five or whatever. Like we had them come like their relic, their remaining ancestors and shit. But yeah, it, I mean, what does that mean if you do that one night? And that's that's too political for the audience, right? That's why we got to talk about this black shit. But then we bring out service members or we bring out police officers. That's not political. That's just us, you know, giving credit where it's due. Yeah. Yeah. And otherwise keep politics out of sports until and unless it's a a fighter jets flying over or whatever. And then we're going to keep politics out of sports. But in the case of football, Half of the owners will make huge donations to the GOP, specifically to the to the GOP specifically. Huge donations. The million dollar max will make donations to the GOP, but will then turn around and say that they understand the need, the wants and needs of their players. Well, you can't have it both ways. You you just you can't have it both ways. And people who are lobbying these owners to do things should understand that. Look at where their money is going. You know, or when you say, well, what did what do these owners think about this? They've told you what they think about this by not saying anything. <laughs> They've told you what they think. Or when they do talk like Jerry Jones, you're like, well, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. Anything you're saying. Yeah, they're telling you exactly what they're saying. They're telling you how they feel about this. They don't give a fuck about you. They support this guy. <laughs> you know, this is this is the thing they support. That guy is who they support. Even though that guy attacks their players, don't fucking matter, man. Obviously, well, they agree I mean, with the dude. Jerry Jones did kneel that one time. Oh yeah, locked it hurt, it hurt arms with his players. So so did Ray Lewis. You know what is yeah. Ray Lewis? Who's gone? I was about to say who's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> is he on Twitter or anything? He is gone. <laughs> did he take him and Jason Whitlock away together as a unit, as a as a, as a team? Whitlock is on that OutKick website with yeah. Clay Travis. Yeah, I saw him. I saw something. He he talked about LeBron James being a bit a bigger bigot than somebody, and I was like, oh, <laughs> he just won't let this go at all. Wait, who said what now? Whitlock. He said that LeBron James is a bigger bigot. <laughs> he, I saw oh, that. It was on Twitter. Yeah, and I was like, he he. I like he's not gonna let this go, huh? He, he's, gonna, <laughs> he's gonna ride this into the sunset, huh? This is Did y'all see what Marcellus Wiley said on Twitter. Oh, uh, I saw that too. Oh. Were they having a coon off or something? Like, why did this? <laughs> oh, was it a competition this week? It's like an upgraded version of Wetlock. It's like a younger, stronger version of Wetlock on <laughs> on old Wetlock show. Oh yeah, this is the article Wetlock wrote um, on Outkick. The headline is LeBron James is a bigot. And then, of course, Breitbart picks that up. You know, they know who their audience is. Um, Jason Whitlock blasts LeBron James as a bigot who needs to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marcellus Wiley, uh, September 10th, yes, uh, two days ago, wrote a tweet. White privilege doesn't exist. 
you know what it implies black disadvantage no doubt the, the son man husband father and victor in me would never buy into such a limiting thought my skin is not a sin i stand tall not slouched on my parents and ancestors endured shoulders hashtag unlearn endure what to be rich and black what no 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 <laughs> what did your ancestors endure in this thing that doesn't exist <laughs> You just you told me it don't exist. So how why why the fuck are you standing on their shoulders? What standing on the shoulders? How? What did they have to go through that was so tough? Apparently, it's been very very fucking easy for black people. Well, this is a, I I put this is a laughable statement. The lower caste is in fact disadvantaged by the upper, who locks them into this position through both legal and psychological means. There's no disputing this. That that's not in dispute. Rod very easily, with very little effort. Just, just flip that. Just jujitsu that that statement. <laughs> just very little effort. He didn't even didn't even really put a lot of effort into it. It wasn't hard. You know, it doesn't make any sense. White privilege doesn't exist. You know what it implies? Black disadvantage. Yes, black people are disadvantaged. Are disadvantaged directly by the policies that white people laid down to to support their privilege. Those policies that they laid down give them privilege. And at the same time, they disadvantage black people. Specifically, this is not rocket science. I don't. I, didn't he go to an Ivy League school? I don't. Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, man, it, it's just that temptation to sell out has to be so <laughs> fucking. It must. Some brothers just be like, "Fuck it, man. It's worth the money. I know I can't, you know, go around and uh, be in certain circles anymore, but I get to go be a star, quote-unquote, to these white folks, man. And I think people like Jason Whitelick and Marcellus Whiteley, they, they <laughs> go over there and they, they get into that fucking world and they they rock it up in a way that they wouldn't at, like, ESPN, where they're, you know, if they would have been the woke brother at ESPN, they'd just be, like, the 50th woke black person over there. But if they oh, go by the, uh, coon, they the number one coon. Ray had a good response. Um, Ray, Ray Sani? Yeah, I just saw it here. First one, acknowledging abuse, from an, uh, well, acknowledging abuse from an external source does not say anything terrible about my interior. Their unearned privilege is not, my, is, not, is not my demerit, but you know that. You're playing stupid and dancing for white dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at the coons. <laughs> Look at the coons. My, he says, my skin is not a sin. Not to you. <laughs> but it is to them what it was that, such a sin to them that they used they used it to excuse slavery and every other bad action done to the that they've done and it's the republican belief system right like it's the it's that thing where they go if you don't believe in your oppression then it doesn't exist right so if you just don't believe that being black has any disadvantages in our society then uh, you will be successful. And the only reason other black people aren't successful is because they bought into that mentality. Yeah, that whole get off the plantation thing is just shift your mindset. Right. It's not change anything about society or the world around you. It's just all you got to do is pretend it's not happening. And you ever notice that like it's a strike against Democrats that they used to be Republicans, but it's never a strike against Republicans that used to be Democrats? Right. Like, no one ever holds that against, like, wait, what the fuck happened with y'all? Y'all flipped, too. Like, it's, it's only the Democrats that got to pay for flipping. Like, fuck out my face. By the way, Republicans flipped 
so they could go be shitty. Right. <laughs> that's why they flipped to go be shitty. That's that's like, the your, point. your argument is literally the the you know the uh, <laughs> Democrats you support used to be shitty. Yeah. Like okay, and what, what what happened when they were shitty? Yeah, they used to be called the Republicans, and they yeah. were. <laughs> and so now they're the Democrats, and you're like, they okay, went and cool. joined. They went so, and joined a place where they could revel in their shittiness. So what you're saying is the people who call themselves Republicans used to be unshitty, and then <laughs> flip flip to shitty. And you want yeah. me to go over there now? That that's your <laughs> argument for me going to right. shitty now. That that doesn't seem very smart on my part. It's like you know, we were unshitty, and we kind of miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come over to our side for a while? Just change your mindset, man. Get off that plantation. That's it. That's it. Just for you know, he he he's referencing his fucking parents here and shit, and you know, and the ancestors. It's it's fucking laughable. Some people should just do do my method and just save their tweets in drafts and then think about it. <laughs> Can you imagine what he has in his drafts, though? Like who know. knows what he hasn't posted? No. This was the this was the best of his thoughts. <laughs> these, these type of coons, though, like the thing the thing is, like I look at them the same way I look at mega church pastors. Mm-hmm. Where I, as an atheist, I feel like a, a mega church pastor is just an atheist that could not pass up on that money. You know, like I have too much integrity to do it. Where I'm just like, nah, man. That's an easy dollar over there, dog. That's an easy, just, you know, just give me the money. I, I'm stunting on you in this Cadillac. I'm fucking everything moving. But, you know, God. And then they'll be like, got to get him a private jet, you know. And for black people, this is that test. You know what I mean? Like, if you just like money and power more than you like integrity, any of us can do this. It, like, the Hodge twins did this. They're not smart. Like, you don't. Well. You don't have to have any bona fides to do this. If anything, Marcellus Wally is overachieving. Like he, this motherfucker went to school for no reason. He could, <laughs> you could say this stupid shit as anybody. Kanye did this easily, wrapped his whole career about anti-racist shit, and then boom, one day, uh, actually, slavery's a choice, and they fucking love him. Like it's, it's the easiest money in the game, man. My skin is not a sin. I stand tall, not slouched on my parents and ancestors' endured shoulders. Okay. And? They endured white privilege. <laughs> right. What did they endure? A black disadvantage? Is that what you're trying to imply? Because they seem to have not endured anything by your definition. Endured the shit out of it right. <laughs> and put you in a position. And thank God you were blessed with the physical attributes <laughs> That you were able to overcome the things that are placed, the, the the disadvantages that were put in your place. That's all. You were able somehow, because you were able to overcome these disadvantages, they don't exist. Oh, imagine. So if I jump this nine-foot wall, the nine-foot wall just ain't there. But Rod can't jump the nine-foot wall. Right. Rod, that wall don't exist, man. <laughs> imagine, imagine you. Get over had, here with me. <laughs> imagine you had to endure Jim Crow segregation uh the civil rights movement slavery all this shit for your ancestor to be marcellus wally imagine that (laughs) you go through all this shit and then that's what comes out like what man they gotta be rolling over in their motherfucking grave i'm saying man i'm reading the warmth of other suns right now i've advised you to pick that up rod i already read it did you read it oh yeah dog come on now you know when did you when did you get on it could i just okay so how'd you find it 
Uh, I want to say my mom or okay, okay, uh, okay. One of my professor friends. Okay, I I found it because I was listening to um, uh, Isabella, the the author. We're on first name basis now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know how I do. Wilkinson, you know how <laughs> you know how I do. Me and Izzy. I was listening to Izzy. I call her. I call her Izzy or Bella. I was okay. listening. To, I was listening to Izzy and uh, on all these podcasts and uh, talking about cast. And uh, I was like, ah, I guess I'm. A, I guess I'm gonna pick up cast. Everybody's talking about it. Sounds interesting. Oprah likes it, so can't be that bad you know <laughs> and, then, and then i heard nicole hannah jones say on uh did i send you guys that where she was talking to jamel nicole jones you can send me that one okay let me send you that one from her pod. that's that's another good interview and they asked because she does the thing what's the, what's either one of the best books something like that she was like that's the best book i ever read uh mm-hmm. the warmth of the sons and i was like well let me let me pick this up and let me let me see so i looked around on amazon and i got it for a good price it was like ten dollars i got it for ten dollars <laughs> And you get cast on book on tape. So oh. I got cast is a book on tape for free. That's my, I've talked about this before on the podcast. It's my first time fucking with a book on tape. And uh, I mean, yes, mm. I, I mean, I guess I'd rather hold the book, but I mean, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I listen to it while I'm running and stuff like that. Usually when I can sit down for a long period and fuck with it. And it's broken down into chapters, and they tell you the exact time of each chapter, how long it's going to take for the chapter to be read. So, I mean, it's not, I still want to hold the book. Mm. Anyway, I'm about halfway through uh, The Warmth of Other Suns. And um, first of all, yes, it's a fantastic book. I, Rod, I don't know if you've read uh, Black Boy, Richard Wright's book. I, I haven't read that one yet. No. But she, a lot of the quotations that she used, the Richard Wright quotations, mm. are from Black Boy. And I read Black Boy uh, years ago. My father had it in the house. I think it was in middle school when I read it. My father had it around the house, and I picked it up and read it. Uh, it reads, it reads like a, it reads like a work of really good fiction, mm. but it's fact. You know, both of them read like that. They read like really good fiction, but but they're fact. They're really engaging. And I say all that to say is if if you read that. And then you hear Marcellus Wallace say some shit like this. You're like, if you don't shut the whole fuck up (laughs) with your stupid ass, when you read the shit that these people were going through, these people, our people went through to then say that white privilege doesn't exist. Motherfucker. (laughs) Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I think that's that's the same. Shut the fuck up. It's the same issue I had with Cube. Um, a lot, of, and the thing is, man, a lot of this shit is just low information people wanting to get. The look out, Max Kellerman. You know, Watch like, out. look out, look out, Max Kellerman. <laughs> the like low information people want to get that spotlight, man. They want to get to the head of the pack. They want the attention, and especially right now, moments like this are so alluring to that type of person because you got to think we're sixty days out from the election. Like, when is gonna be the biggest time where you can have the least amount of knowledge? but the most amount of attention. It's right now. It's the quote-unquote undecided voter. It's the both sides are the same. You get the most attention. I, I'm going to withhold my vote. Right. Even with Ice Cube, the, you know, what I learned from those interviews, he's not really a threat because Ice Cube hasn't organized. He could be a threat if he had wanted to put in the work, but he didn't even put in the work to be a good enough threat. He should have been organizing so he could be like, I'm withholding a significant portion of the black vote unless you bow to my commands. 
Instead, he's just a guy with a Twitter. You know what I mean? He just happens to be famous, but he's no different than uh, any other person that doesn't really weld any portion of the black vote. He didn't work with any of these uh, organizations. He didn't get in the community. He just showed up with a fucking, like, uh, with, a, with a projector slide or whatever, and just like, look at my 10-point plan. It's like, no one gives a fuck about this because you didn't do the work. You hear that little slide noise? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> number one, reparation. <laughs> yeah, let's go to number two. Number two, uh, everybody get free Popeyes. All right, number three. Like, it's like so all that, you know, him, Killer Mike, all these people, man, they don't do enough to, to do the work, the hard work that a lot of black women are doing throughout the four years, the organizing on the ground, registering people to vote, um, starting these organizations that, um, that, that, uh, that, that coordinate, like not just people registering, but also like what topics we're voting for running candidates, running for office, things that Stacey Abram has been doing things, you know, like these other things. And so that's why when they present a platform, they come completely, they come correct. They come holistically. They come in there and they're like, yo, uh, we're talking about black maternal health. We're talking about incarceration. We're talking about police violence. They want to talk about it all. And Ice Cube can show up at the last minute because they're the anti-intellectual. They're come the, on, man. What they going to do for us? Come on, man. <laughs> they, they get to say that y- y- y'all ain't got nothing over there on the plantation. They get to say that type of platitude and not have any substance behind it. And so anyway, to get to your point, it's because they have not read this kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, one thing that one thing that um the book will give you if, as a black person, that's one of the reasons I really appreciate being able to read stuff like this. Um, one thing it'll definitely give you is you will never be able to say black people didn't try everything. Yeah. So like it made me a little bit more lenient on a lot of black people because I used to be on some like I don't agree with this motherfucker and I wish they would shut the fuck up blah, 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 even if they were on my side. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about your anti, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about your people that they heart is in the right place, but I don't like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It made me feel easier about that because that apparently has always existed. And there's always been black people trying to whole bunch of different avenues to get freedom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they've always fucked us. Like, well, you, you also, you know what, you know what I've learned, what I've seen is that there's always been the black people there who are pulling down the black people who are trying to work to advance the group. Right. That's I mean, yep. mm-hmm. oh, I mean, you hear, but you hear about it. We've all heard about it, but then when you see the, the full examples of it, you're like, you didn't, y'all didn't understand that they were working for you. You didn't understand that they were working to help elevate you. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick working to help elevate <laughs> you up and you are actively trying to pull them down. Yeah. To what end, <laughs> you know, to what end? Because you're comfortable in the system that you're in or you're hoping you're going to get scraps from the table. I don't want to say master's table, but you're hoping that you're going to get something. You're going to have a seat at the table. We also know? might want some kind of inclusion of your ideas, but you weren't there for the creation of the of this product. You're just you wait till the final product comes out. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Look at all the shit that's missing. Well, where were you when it was all being put mm-hmm. together? You know, mm-hmm. it's easy to, to say, you know, like if you go to a restaurant, you're like, I have a peanut allergy, but you don't tell them that. And then they just serve you a bowl of peanuts. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I like, well, you could have you could have been involved in the preparation of that meal. 
and then it wouldn't have had the peanuts in it. You know, like right. it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like you, you, it's easy to just snipe from a distance and say, I'm going to wait till all the shit is done and I'm just going to pick it apart and act like I wasn't represented. But you didn't ask to be represented. Right. You know? I, I mean, another book too I read was uh, A Sword Among Lions. Uh, Ida, it's an Ida B. Wells book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, a biography of her and same thing man like WB Du Bois and fucking Booker T Washington would be going at it but yeah. at, at the end of the day we both look at we look at both of them as different as legends of, right, right, right. Of, of black progressive values that push forward that time and a lot of stuff that's the kind of thing I'm trying to relax on is you know like picking a side and being like this other motherfucker got to go like because that's not the truth but you know compared to like say a um black conservative who's like like you said trying to pull the race back and you know adjacent right. with like that now that kind of motherfucker we should be riding on you know that's, that's what i feel and that's one thing is that we we black people are very good at that like this like these two out of ten brothers we will ostracize them. They won't even exist to us anymore. You no longer matter. So they've got to go over there to the other side. They don't exist to us. What the whites will do is they just, it's cool. We'll go have some wine and go have some drinks. And, you know, yeah, I know you voted for him, but, it, you know, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just Uncle Billy. He's a racist, but, you know, he's, you know, cool with me, <laughs> you know, y'all will keep each other around. We don't do that. We're like, get you got to get to. I can't even imagine a black woman who's a Trump voter trying to go into a beauty shop. I can't even. She got to catch hell up in that beauty shop. She going to catch hell in there. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually wrote a Facebook post about this. Oh, no, it was a tweet. It was one of my best tweets, too. Here we um, go. Um, and you actually um, sent it. Yeah, because Rod retweeted it, and because he retweeted it, D-Ray retweeted it, and it just kept. It's I'm pinning that tweet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> true story. Great hits. Was, I was I was in the barbershop. shop. I was in the barbershop shop, getting my haircut. My son was getting his haircut. Uh, the barber beside me. They normally they don't they don't censor their music when with my son because I'm like yeah you can play whatever I don't care. But it was a new customer and they were like we gotta change the music up a little bit. And they were like, all right, cool. I was like, cool, whatever. So he comes in. When he comes in, um, the guy has on, he he sees how many black people was in the barbershop. So he takes his mask off. That's a little bit, that, that little roll thing that you do when it's underneath your chin. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets up close and we're listening to um, the soundtrack to Strictly Business starring T- Tommy Davidson and Holly Berry. That's a good one. I had that one. Yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. Years though. ago. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so he's jamming, right? He's like, oh, this is my shit, right? Anyway, I'm looking at the mask. It's a red mask, and it says "Make it in great" underneath the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at this mask, and I'm just like, something don't look right. <laughs> and he pulls it up, and then every time he pulls it up, he be- he make eye contact, so he pulls it back down, right? <laughs> so eventually, the, my barber, who's the owner of the barber shop, says, "Hey, look, man, you got to keep your mask on at all times in the shop," and he hesitated. <laughs> and he pulls the mask up and he says, make America great on it. And he turns his back so no one can see it. But I saw it. Yeah. And my <laughs> son saw it. <laughs> and me and my son locked eyes with him with our mask on. And you can't hide your, you can't hide your eyes with a mask on. <laughs> and we just looked at him. And, and but it was, what's funny about it is as he was dancing, trying to fit in, 
to this strictly business soundtrack. We was asking him questions like, what does he do? Well, you know, what's your occupation? And he was well-dressed and come to find out he's a bus boy. And I'm like, that's the type of person that Trump will look at you, spit on you, and then walk away. (laughs) You're supporting him. You're supporting this guy. Well, he's not he's not supporting Trump for his social no uh, stuff. He's supporting him strictly for business and the lowering of business taxes. And yeah, well, uh, there you go. OC support economic ang- economic anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> he's supporting him because he feels like supporting him. He'll be able to elevate himself up into to get a piece of what Trump has, so he can be shitty to other people. Also, a, like a bus boy. He, he can't tell me that. Me believing in racism is holding me back if he's a bus boy. You can't do that. Because mm. I'm ahead of you. So you right. gotta figure you gotta figure some shit out, homie. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll take that from uh some successful nigga, maybe. Like I'll be like, well, at least they at least they making enough money to feel like that's justified, but your broke ass can't be doing that. Hey, we was talking, he was like, Yeah, business has been slow since you know, since the pandemic. I'm like, because the nigga that you got the <laughs> <you support. laughs> calls this. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I was, I'm just looking at him, and he, he, I'm not gonna say he knew he was wrong because when he walked in, he saw all, all, all of us blacks in the barbershop. That's, that's why he pulled the shit down because he knew he was wrong. Well, he, but, he forgot which mask he wore that day for a second. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. Uh, let me just that's like, how, that's like how you tuck your chain in in the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, we, He's got we like a little banner that unfurls that says Black Lives Matter. Just we ostracize those motherfuckers. He's been ostracized. He, should, he couldn't flip it inside out. Like he was just no, that thing. Look, it was Ron, listen, that thing was so red. If he would have flipped it inside out, I still would have saw that make and break. <laughs> <laughs> It was no way because the, the I don't know why that, that Make America Great red is so so like noticeable. Right, it's yeah. just regular red, but when you see that Make America Great red, you're like, wait a minute, something ain't right about that red. <laughs> <laughs> like my eyes squinted, my son squinted too. We just looked at it and was like, something's not right about that red. What's up with this red? Man, the motherfuckers, <laughs> I can't have just coming into the barbershop, but the barbershop is full of hotep type talk anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't know what women do in their barbershop. I think I'd like to I haven't been in a in a in a beauty shop in years. Yeah. So I'd like to hear I'd like to hear the conversations that are going on in there now. Yeah. You know. Yep. I can only imagine. I mean, this, that's the thing. Do they got do they have a version of hotepery that happens around them? I yeah. mean, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick me's. I've seen I've seen I've 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 actually um muted and unfollowed a few of my friends. That I know him personally on Facebook. I keep him around for the thirst traps, but I muted them <laughs> and I followed them because, of, like, there's, there's, there, they, one, one of the ladies that I follow, unfollow, she was sharing the, uh, the uh, save the children hashtag, and, <laughs> and was like, yeah, you did your research, girl. Don't vote for Biden or Kamala because they want, they want to start the pedophile ring and. Ah! The children oh. and drinking the blood. <laughs> oh my heart! Oh my heart! But the thirst black trap woman was, believes that shit. Oh my yeah. heart! Oh, but the that thirst hurts. Are delicious. But Man, there's the nothing problems. worse. There's nothing worse than a fine ass like hotel woman. <laughs> it's like my one weakness man like you know i like i really will stick around for the motherfucking selfies and incense ass that like it's my fault i'm part of the problem dog <laughs> but yeah it was like she was like yeah do the re- yeah I'm gr-. and like they was agreeing with each other it was like yo 
like yo, like they were like, yeah, girl, you did your research. You did your research, and then she was like, I'm the, I'm not saying I'm a Trump supporter. I'm just saying I'm not voting for Biden and right. <laughs> and, and and Kamala. And I just just I just unfollow. I did because I was getting ready to type something, and I was like, I don't even want to be in this. Uh, spot. You, know, you ever do that thing? Like they share something like you know, it's really the five G. That's giving everybody coronavirus, and you be like, "Let me go to their page and unfollow." But then you find yourself looking at their pics and be like, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to do this one." This is a, you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah, my, my, right. My normal move is just to block or like unfriend. But but I went on there and like she had just posted this this picture of her. Right. And, like, I become Joe Rogan. Uh, a lot of, it's a lot of juices. You become you become very understanding. Yeah. Uh, uh huh. Well, you know, those that's one opinion. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting caption to the picture, but also yeah. the picture. Right. <laughs> so also, like, also the picture, you know, 5G, Jesus Christ. So she's on the she's on the uh, on that QAnon shit, huh? That's yeah. nothing. You don't see a lot of black people fucking with that QAnon. But what's crazy though is you can't really support Trump and be like that's different than supporting Trump. The people that support wow. Trump don't get their hair done. And you and that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, Diamond right. and Silk have terrible wigs. Um, all the and, none of the dudes have none of the dudes have straight edge ups. Never, Candace Owens, you can one hundred percent tell she did not get that shit done in any black salon. Um, it's like they even when Stacey Dash went full coon, like she just like it's like what happened to your makeup? What happened to your hair? Like I think black women support the Democrats at a ninety something percent rate. You're not gonna be able to get your hair done. In, in a motherfucking black, right. like right. you're not gonna be able to do it. So, what what, 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 had they ever been going though? That's nothing. Had they ever really been well, in the show? You know, for a fact, Stacey Dash had been. Yeah, yeah. And then we saw it was the turn to to the Trump shit to the Republicans that <laughs> it was like a fucking straight line down, bro. Demetrius said they need Rachel Dolezal to bring them up. <laughs> but that's the thing. But that's the thing, D. Listen, she could do Rachel, it though. Rachel wouldn't do it. That's the thing. <laughs> she, she way too woke for that shit. Like, you don't get your, no, you anti-black motherfucker. <laughs> Said so Marcus, Marcus saying one of our youth pastors from back in the day. Which one? One of our youth pastors from back in the day ran for Congress as a Republican on Save the Children. Oh, which one? Yeah, Tulsa Gabbard was trending last night because she was pulling some uh, pedophile ring kind of comments about that Netflix show about with the pictures oh. of the girls. That was uh, oh, real bro. Oh, I like Brian Thomas. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, really? Ooh, I gotta talk to mom about that. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's hard. That's ooh, that one hurts my heart. Well, she's one of the four percent, I guess. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Children. Ugh. Yeah, that's safe. it's funny because the same because they hijacked. Ugh. The hashtag because it was really about saving the children, and it was like, and they're also drinking their blood. Is Tulsi Gabbard on that? Well, she she, she kept it about that Netflix show, and so she was kind of dog whistling for QAnon. That Netflix show was was, was poor marketing choices, from what I could see. That was just poor, poor, stupid ass marketing choices that. Shouldn't even the, be shocking to us anymore. Should just be like, "This is what the fuck we're doing, really, you dumb dumbs." The show oh, is called. Think uh, about it. No, apparently you didn't. <laughs> it's called Cuties. Yeah, it's about young girls being over sexualized at a young age, and it won awards. And then Netflix 
puts out this marketing campaign where the girls are like scantily clad on a dance right. team or something. Right. But the original, right. like the original posters for it, were not like that. Uh, right, and the, the 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 from what I understand about the actual program is a is pointing out how bad the exploitation is right. <laughs> you know and this is what we shouldn't be doing so tulsi that gabbert last night tweeted netflix child porn cuties will certainly whet the appetite of pedophiles and help fuel the child sex trafficking trade one in four victims of trafficking are children it happened to my friend's 13 year old daughter netflix you are now complicit hashtag cancel no. netflix they're talking about the show is about how it's the oh god oh, and the scary part ah! of <laughs> these fucking people <laughs> these fucking people man jesus christ they make me mad and then of course like uh the daily wire all these right-wing sites pick up her tweet and run with it because these fucking people man and the scary part about this is there are people who said joe biden should pick her as her <laughs> picked him oh, as her. he's smart Mike, I I feel like a long time ago I couldn't tell if you were joking or not when he was on the show talking about Tulsi Gabbard. Were you yeah. ever in the Tulsi camp, or you were just fucking with us? Oh, I was never in the Tulsi camp. Oh, okay. absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, no. When I when I call her a Russian asset, oh, I meant yeah. every bit of that. She, she means every <laughs> bit of that. <laughs> He's, He's a Russian, oh, Russian you know what, asset. You know my bad, my bad. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. I'm thinking of somebody else. I, yeah, I know who you're talking about, yeah, and I he, just, yeah. He is, I, in her camp wholeheartedly yeah. <laughs> he worked for her. <laughs> he's deep in the camp i know exactly what you're talking about like i think her i think bernie sanders might have a little russian asset in him as well <laughs> <laughs> like there's a few people i'm like mm, yeah. asset <laughs> i don't believe in him oh, but yeah but, but people wanted her to be the the, the vp people actually right. wanted her to be the president and I and I, I we know and we know a few people ran off of Andy because I should yes, we do. And yeah, there's I, a couple of comics I know that are big fans of her. And I, I'm like, yo, y'all just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. What's the fucking appeal? She's attractive. Okay. But so that's literally Kamala it. Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, fine too. Like, yeah, but I, she's blunt. Yeah, but well, who's got the better <laughs> thirst traps on Facebook, though? You know, that's mm. the question. Ah. Uh, you saw them converse Kamala was rocking getting off the plane. Those are pretty sharp. Hey, look, I like, listen, I like look, those. Listen, those are pretty sharp. Listen, listen, look, look, goddamn it, look, listen. <laughs> I need America to understand me. Don't you want a president that's going to like or a vice president to be able to run down steps <laughs> and grace? Don't you miss that? Do you see how she she does this thing when she gets off the plane? She turns to the side a little bit so you get all the angles of the converse and she like doop, 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 doop. like she tips toe and then she goes into the don't y'all miss that? Don't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. miss miss having a miss having a uh, we can go back to a president who could just <laughs> jog up a flight of stairs like nothing. <laughs> A president who didn't walk like somebody was pushing him in the back at all times, just right. leaning forward. Why are you leaning forward? Why is your body not straight? Right. Don't you miss having a president that didn't have to look down first before going down the flight of steps? Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't hold a glass of water, just hold it. You ain't supposed to hold yeah. a glass like this, man. Trump looks like those videos of like a, a puppy. Drinking like a, a three-year-old. A puppy the first time walking down steps. Like yeah. they have those, those videos. On, yeah, you like, got to come on. Come on! And like Come one on. paw, they like they pull it back real quick. They don't know what to do with this. I, I, her Chuck game. I, I, I was a Chuck's. I, I used to love Vern Converse Chuck Chuck Tees a lot when I was younger. But they like they mess my feet up now, so I can't rock them as much. 
but her chuck game is strong. Like, strong, strong. You what do they do really, to your feet? You mm-hmm. can't do anything in chucks. You can't run in chucks. Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah. Not, no, I don't see how to play basketball in them. You, can't. you can lift weights in them, though. They're real good for that. They're really good. I got, like, three pairs. They're good for that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't. Yeah. Lifting weights, you stand in one spot. <laughs> you, know? you can't do nothing in them. You can't. You can't you walk to the spot and you stand there, and then you walk and you sit down and you rest. <laughs> so they're good for that. Like walking I, around, you know. Like, 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 really, as a, as a plea, as I like to call myself a three guys on contributor. Um, as a plea, don't y'all want, don't y'all want a president that's going to want y'all to be able to travel again? Remember being able to travel? Don't y'all like that? Don't y'all don't y'all miss that? I miss going to <laughs> like we can't yeah. go nowhere. Like, don't yeah. you, sometimes we can't, leave, we can't on, leave this country, man. I'm looking at other countries. It's like looking at just. It's like what I imagine Jerry Falwell Jr. feels like looking out the closet. <laughs> what? what is like, look at these other countries just doing stuff that I want to be able to do. Right. <laughs> right, man. I I follow a lot of trainers from overseas. Man, their IGs will make. I mean, you start off following for the thirst trap, but mm-hmm. after a while, you like just the life they're living. That shit will make you fucking furious. <laughs> Motherfuckers are just out, <laughs> just out. They have. Deidre said. Demetrius said she misses brunch. Oh, they have brunch overseas, baby. <laughs> they are brunching. They go to the beach. They just out with their birthdays and shit. Yeah, they just out overseas. Are you got with their kids? But just, all you got to do is wear a mask. Why don't you white people want to wear a mask? Ben, ben just put up a picture from overseas with his kids just out in the, on the middle of a beautiful cobblestone street with some yeah. little gingerbready looking houses behind them. Here we are in downtown and downtown. No virus stand right now. And we're just out. I'm like, oh, God. Hey, hey, you know, what's funny. Yeah. And, 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 Rod, and Rod tweeted this earlier. He tweeted this earlier. And and. It's is is uh, and this what this what frustrates me is now that the that Wood uh, Woodward whatever the hell his name is uh, came uh, out Bobby yeah. Bobby Woodward Bobby W yeah and he put out the he put out the it's not it's not like he just put out a quote like he put out the tape and the tape said hey man I'm just trying to play this now right and, and Rod tweeted it ain't gonna change anything you will oh, think no. now that they heard him say yeah I tried oh, to put no. this down you sh-, and it is like okay. You should wear a mask and like social distance now because like the band lied. You're like, nah. <laughs> my rights. My rights. Not even, not even, not even the nah. It's it's <laughs> watching them uh tie themselves up into knots. Not even tie themselves into knots, just just try to just justify it by saying, Well, he didn't say that. What he really said, what no, I don't Or they'll say uh, he was right. He he should he was trying not to start a panic, you know. Right. But they don't say the other stuff where he acknowledges the severity of the virus, and panic and he, or not, he acted like later that it wasn't severe, and and he understood. It. So we, he, so he's not, so for all of us who used to believe that he's stupid, he's still stupid. But <laughs> but he does have some semblance of reading and comprehension, or at least being able to retain a little bit of information and comprehend what's going on, just a little bit, just enough to know that I need to downplay this for the stop. And, and like the other thing too is like. I saw a rally that he had here in my state, North Carolina. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people showed up with no mask. A reporter took pictures and they, they kicked, kicked her, out, her yeah. out and uh, harassed her and doxed her and shit uh, because she just exposed that they were there not practicing social distancing. But um, in addition to that, there was a reporter that interviewed people 
and asked, like, why aren't you wearing a mask? And these motherfuckers, one of the motherfuckers, there was, he was like, but they caught Trump saying that he knew it was going to be bad and that y'all should wear a mask. And the person was basically like, well, he's wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, what the, how do you just, you're at his rally, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said that like, uh, there, the one guy, he said, there is no virus. Yeah. These people are insane, man. White supremacy is their religion. Yeah. And he, he's feeding them the hits, dog. Like this motherfucker don't play. He is the best white supremacist DJ. He's DJ white supremacy. <laughs> and this motherfucker show up every week and just say some racist shit. And that's all they care about, dog. They don't care about facts, science, the truth, none of that. He well, like I said, I was talking, we had a little, a little socially distanced thing in the backyard. A couple of, couple of neighborhood people. The kid, the kid, my kid's bubble, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, two things. One, I said, what what do you plan to do if Trump wins? Motherfuckers better start thinking about this. Not not this steal the election, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about Don't concern yourself with that. What do you plan to do if Trump wins? You really better start thinking about living abroad. You better start thinking about it. You know, start researching spots. And start thinking about living living abroad. Like I see my brother talking, my brother says something about Norway. Looking at bet look, I grew up in Europe. Okay. So and I say not all the way. I spent years in Europe as a child, as you as most of my I say the fans of the three GO know. Michael A. Wood Jr. didn't know that. Yeah, apparently he didn't. <laughs> and I mean, I have family over there, so I can make something happen as far as if I wanted to go to London. But if I'm gonna go to Europe, I'm gonna we're going to do all of Europe. But I'm look, looking at that picture of Bent's kids, and I was like, I would really like Ava to be able to be experience that. <laughs> that. Well, here's the thing. Europe. Are you so, going to be able to leave the country? Because, that's what I, said, I don't know. Are we going to be able to get the fuck out? I mean, as of right now, no one's letting anyone from here in. I know. I'm like, you got to. The thing to do is to pick a country that you can get to and then go right. from that country to the next country. So whatever little shit-ass country you got to go to. Well, go you got to smuggle yourself into a country. Right. Are, you, are you saying we're going to have to, like, uh, immigrate ourselves? <laughs> we'll be illegally. I mean, if, if, you, if you read uh, Handmaiden's Tale, that was a thing. Like, you couldn't leave the United States. Like, people were going to Canada, and Canada, they stopped letting people out in Handmaiden's Tale. So you read that story, you're like, this could never happen. You're like, Yes, it the fuck can. <laughs> yes, it we might have to go to France and like fucking file for asylum and shit. Yeah, 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 and and hope that they're willing to give it to you. Right. Here's the video of the guy who said that there's no um, there's no virus, basically. Because there's no COVID. It's a it's a fake pandemic created to destroy the United States of America. Wait, it's a fake pandemic, but it's created. Wait a minute. Virus, and that it is devil. That's his opinion. The truth is, is that the, the CDC said that only less than ten thousand people die from COVID. The other one hundred and ninety thousand have two two point six or two point eight other mortalities. That wasn't a word. Yeah. I need. The good Lord takes care of me. If I oh no, don't bring Jesus into this. We gotta get this Sick man. Hey. Real quick, Andy, can you do me a favor? When this yeah, is over? yeah. Okay. Can you yeah. rewind it back to the other guy again, please? The first guy? Yeah, go back to the other guy. Okay, that, okay. I need you to, okay, move up a little bit, a little bit. 
move up in the timeline? No, 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 fast forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to get. I need to see this lady in the in the sign. There's a black sign right there. Oh, the one back. Okay, let, let's let's see what we got. Tell me when to pause it. Black voices for Trump. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. Keep going. All right. Pause it. Can you give me full screen? Not a black <laughs> computer and ants. She's not black. <laughs> She's not black at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, and, and, Mike broke that shit down like the Zapruder film. Wait, wait, go back. <laughs> and control, uh, control plus plus, control plus plus. <laughs> enhance. Computer enhance. Yeah, this is her. That lady is holding up that sign. That is Jessica Cruz. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yep, that's definitely her. <laughs> And good eye, no, Mike. Really good eye. No mask. No mask. She don't, she don't look. She might be very light skinned, but I she don't. Could know. be. Eh, it's tough to say because her skin tone kind of looks the same as everyone else's. Shut. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: is he has some black. He's inner. under a light. There's a light on him. That's yeah, why. but the so people bright. back here. So, but look at okay. So the guy to his left. They're, the, they're about the same complexion, red shirt girl and, and this guy, this guy. guy. They're all about the same. All he's under people. a light. That's why he's lit up like that. Now, see, here's the thing, though. There are several non-black people in this shot, if we want to be serious, okay? To over his shoulder, there's two. Not, those two people are not black and not These white. These two? Oh, they're Latino. They think they're white. That's they're not a different, white. That's a different and then, thing. And then this, this, this le- all the way to the left in the hat, that's a nigga in camouflage. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Steph Curry with a hat. That's on. really good camouflage. I didn't catch it. I didn't yeah. catch it at all. Yeah, it's the, it's the hat because he's got a camo hat. <laughs> I, used, I used to have a NASCAR hat. I used to wear to events sometimes. I thought it'd be a lot of white people and it was going to be uncomfortable and then they would let me in. Um, and that, I believe, is a black woman, but like... like you I think said, so? Yeah, yeah, but like black in the like you know, one of my great grandparents type thing. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see anyone. I mean, she, I guess she's as dark as everybody else in this. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, shot she is. She's a very light skinned black woman. I yeah, yeah. I'm not an octoroon, maybe. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, a mulatto, as they say. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Mike like, with the good eye. Just the way we stop. Go back, enhance. And then blade, blade Runner. <laughs> Computer, give me a DNA profile. The woman in red. Also, all their signs look like they were designed at the same place and just handed out to them on the way in. Yeah, all these signs are the same font, same yeah. style. You know how, um, hey, hey, Rod, you know how, like, you go to a, a basketball game and depends on, it depends on what night it is to give you, like, a free T-shirt to wear? Yeah. That's these rallies. Hey, you look, you look dark enough. Here's a black right. voice for Trump. Black voice now, Trump. Man, let me ask you a question real quick. I don't mean to be offensive. You got any black in you at all? Because it's like we got a sign for you. <laughs> How much you or maybe this is just what they had at the merch table and, you know, <laughs> the black voices sign cost five dollars and the other ones cost ten and she only had a five on her 
Right. Came, I'll take that. Came in here looking for the cash again. She was going to try to go to my cash drawer. I did. <laughs> Push her out with a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you got any cash? Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of my drawer. <laughs> she come with a cash drawer. Man. They playing college football. Dude just got hurt. Imagine getting hurt in this type of college football. Man, <laughs> listen. I'm, are you going to take me to a hospital now, too? Right. Ugh. Coronavirus football? I got to get hurt for this shit? Uh-uh. Ugh. Oh, that's trash. Yeah, it's it's all trash. I blame the parents. Honestly. Yeah, at this point, at this point, it's like, why are y'all even risking it? Like the tape like, is out. The tape is, is out. The, this, is the one, this is the one time I side with Marcellus Wallace. It's the par- it's the black parents. Okay. Did he say not to my- play? Did Marcellus no, no, say no, not no, to no. play? This is a joke. He always blaming black. Oh. People. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would not if I, I, as a black parent, I would not feel comfortable letting my kid go out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like I already would feel uncomfortable before this right but then once you throw in the cor- the coronavirus it's like nigga are you serious we raised yeah, you better than I this. wouldn't didn't then somebody pa- didn't one of them college athletes pass away and then no. They were, no, it wasn't because of COVID it was because he had a heart heart disease it was well it was uh he was 20 years old mm-hmm. then it was he passed because of coronavirus then they corrected it to we don't know that he passed because of coronavirus yeah, that's a lie. Complication. <laughs> right. They try to do that accounting error thing they do. With that's the, the lie. Where yeah. they're like, only, uh, only three thousand people died from coronavirus. The other one hundred and ninety-six thousand people died yeah. from complications. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that is what a lie sounds yeah. like. Right, one hundred ninety thousand additional deaths than we normally get every year. But right. just happened to happen. If he didn't have coronavirus, he probably would have still survived. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of how that works. That's yeah. kind of how that works. It's just like if people didn't contract the, uh, it ain't it ain't the AIDS that kills you, <laughs> it ain't, right? Although it is the AIDS that kills you, it ain't the AIDS that kills you. No, uh, he just he just died of a rare science. form of pneumonia that only chickens get. Okay. <laughs> Com- complications is like when you've been dating somebody but they won't claim you as their girlfriend. You know what I mean? Complications <laughs> right. is not. I died from pneumonia at 20 years old. That's that's just dying of coronavirus. Right. Yeah, it says here, uh, college football player no player's death no longer attributed to COVID-19. Uh, 20-year-old football player died from COVID-19 complications. That's what they initially said. In Tuesday's Facebook post, Central Catholic High School in Pittsburgh, That's he wasn't at that school anymore. That's where he graduated. Or they're the ones who said he had complications from COVID. And then um, I'm looking through the article. I guess uh, when we heard the news of Jamie and Stevens or Jermaine Stevens' death, was a community we as a community were devastated. He was well loved, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Stevens was a defensive lineman at California University of Pennsylvania. Uh, played five seasons. His father played five seasons in the NFL with the Steelers and Bengals. But there's no real. This article doesn't really have a, any explanation as to why they changed it. It just says no longer attributed. Probably. I'll tell you why they changed it because they got some other kids. They want to play college football. That's, that's the only reason. <laughs> that's, I mean, come on. That's the, that's the only. Oh, here it is. Here it is. We uh, mistakenly, um, we mistakenly attributed his death without official confirmation on cause of death. We had obtained this is the high school, I guess. We'd obtained the information about his passing from close friends of Jermaine, who reached out to us with the news. We apologize for this error. And his information has since been removed from our Facebook announcement. So his close friends were wrong. At this so time, I, we do not so have. So am I to believe that his close friends 
don't know how he went down. Am I to believe that? Well, now they don't have to, at this time. There's no official cause of death. Yeah, Rona. And they technically did not even say that they were wrong. They only said that they didn't have it confirmed yet. Right. Right. Which so far. Rona. Yeah, it's, it's, some it's, it's some bullshit, man. It's the Rona. <laughs> y'all niggas not, y'all not slick. Y'all trying to make the rest of them kids not panic and shit. But it's the motherfucking Rona, dog. It's it on Rona. All the kids know, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> They're all talking amongst themselves. They ain't stupid. Well, did his close friends just make that up? Oh, right. yeah. I mean, you know, they knew you know, him well enough to know because if he they're his cl- and his close friends are playing politics <laughs> and they just shouldn't do that. They shouldn't play politics. They got to keep politics out of sports and to. tell the truth. His close so, friends are just trying to make Trump look bad. That's, that's all. What it is. That's true. That's what it is. Tra- I you know, kill these kids. They don't care, man. They, they don't care. And I, I, I want to blame the parents. It's, it's hard for me to. I don't, I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I, blame, want, I wouldn't want my kid in a school right now. So right. that's what I'm saying. Like I blame the parents of those kids, but only only because they're the last line of defense. It's yeah. really, like it's not technically their fault because obviously a lot of shit has to go before you get to the parents, right? Like, uh, and some conferences did it. You know, shout out to Big Ten and stuff that were like, we just know we're not playing. Um, now I'm not gonna say that they all did it for the right reasons. Some of them did it because the kids organized and was like, we'd like to get paid. But yeah. be that here nor there, they shut shit down and that took it out of the parents' hands. And so the safety of the players, you know, benefits from that. As opposed to the shit they're doing now, they're just like throwing these motherfuckers in a meat grinder. It's, yeah, but, I mean, it's always been a kind of a meat grinder for them, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, don't, they don't give a fuck. Honestly, they, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, some of the parents got mad at the Big Ten for shutting it down. Right. They, some they of the lied. white parents. They lied and said it's because uh, it wasn't communicated properly, but it's yeah. not that. They just wanted them motherfucking kids to go out there and get that coronavirus and be like, well, fuck it. Like, at least they playing football. And the other community that's really uh, big on football and college sports coming back is the degenerate gambling community. True. Uh, they're very vocal about that shit and they'll hide their intentions too they won't say like uh we just this we're hooked on gambling on college sports they'll just say like america needs this and look at the charts and look at the stats and uh there's actually been a decline if you look at it this way and mm-hmm. it's like yeah there's a decline because they're not doing they're not going to school and playing right, sports right. That's and why they elevate all the players who say they do want to play hey there yeah. fella hey, hey, hey. hey say hey Hi. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, he can't hear. He doesn't have headphones. Oh, he can't right? hear us. He can't hear us. <laughs> now we can. What's up, man? Good. Hey, what's up, man? How you feeling? Good. Is your daddy being good with you? Yes. Is he? You can tell the truth. He can't hear. You can it. tell the truth. He can't hear you. So tell the truth, man. Has he been taking care of y'all? Has he been taking care of you while you home? No, I met. Ah, uh, see, and and now we get the truth. <laughs> Appreciate the honesty, brother. <laughs> What's your name, Slim? Aiden. Aiden, how old are you, man? Seven. Seven. Aiden, you're getting a lot of love from the ladies in the chat room. <laughs> they say you're adorable out here, little man. You got a little something going on. I think it's a smile you're throwing at him. I didn't know. 
You don't know. Oh, look, see, he going to try to play the shy game. That's Aiden's game. He going to try to play the shy game. Aiden, you ain't slick, man. Is your dad trying to make you play football, even though you don't want to? No. Okay, good, good. Do you have a sport you like? Yes. What's that? Wrestling. Wrestling? Wrestling. Wait. Runs in the family. Which kind of Which kind of wrestling? WWE. Oh, okay. okay. Well, uh, listen, young young man. Um, <laughs> that's entertainment. That's not really the a sport. <laughs> um, <laughs> although it's real to me. <laughs> although you gotta be you gotta be a serious athlete to do that. Did you want to compete in it, or do you wanna you just like to watch it? I just like to watch it sometimes. Oh well, what do you like to play? I do play um sometimes basketball. There you go. Okay, now we find it. He now we found it. Before, before, uh, he tried to get out of here before Randolph ruins the dream. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me explain the real the real is a basketball team, young man. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this: uh, You ever take a knee, son? <laughs> <laughs> now that uh, now that Mike B can hear us again, uh, we basically just told your son that wrestling's not real. Wrestling's oh. not real. Oh, I, I, I heard you. I heard, heard everything. The volume was really real. That's why he was like, let me get the, let me get his headphones. Just <laughs> <laughs> snatch that up off you. Oh, you know, well, I got you here, young man. Let me tell, ask you about Santa Claus. What you yeah. know about, <laughs> about the white man coming down? Talk to you for a second. <laughs> tip me off. What uh, tip me off? The right dog was about to go in. When he sat up like this, when he went from this to this, I'm like, oh, abort, abort, abort. abort. What do you mean entertainment? <laughs> so you telling me that E in WWE stands for entertainment? <laughs> do y'all do y'all do the wrestling moves? Do you, do you do that? Do you power slam him and shit like that? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Like I, I throw him, I throw him into the master bedroom bed, toss him border. They call it the border toss, border toss, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Or he'll, I do that with mine in the in the pool, but she's a little bit too big for that now. Pick her up over my head and throw her. Yeah, like my daughter, she be trying to be like, "Dad, do me, Dad." I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> I know that's that's the thing. Like my my daughter's little buddies would be like, I'd be picking her up and throwing her. Mm-hmm. I, I pick her up over my head, you know, like I'm uh, like I don't know who was a wrestler used to do that. Uh, he used to, he used to pick you up and then he would rack you. Oh, Lex Luger. Yeah, I give you the Lex Luger. Like I rack you a little bit and then I pick you up over my head and I throw her in the pool. You know? mm-hmm. And here come her little buddies. Can you do it with me? I'm like, no, you eat too many cookies. No. <laughs> no, I'm not my little brother. He could do it to you, but I, I can't. <laughs> I oh, my shoulder hurts. That's always, that always my excuse. I got a shoulder issue. I, 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 <laughs> a rotator cuff. It's, 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 it's I got, poor. Look I got at a you. shoulder issue. <laughs> I'll I let y'all in on this thing. I'll I bring this home, talk about this little shit I went through that party we were talking, I said I went through. That party we were at with the, uh, my daughter's little bubble bubble friends, right? Mm-hmm. We were outside, we were white folks. And uh, nice people. Let me just <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> nice people. Okay. They, they vote correctly. You know, they got the right signs in their yard and they, they've been to the right marshes. Okay. Oh, some, some herb streets as we call them. Yeah, yeah. They've been to the right, <laughs> nice, nice people, you know. So I like to ask white people now is um, what do you do with the white people that, you know, voted for this and are still supporting this? What do you do with that? You know, what, what do you do with that? And when I ask you that, I'm not asking 
in that shitty stir the pot way that Andy knows I can't fucking stand people who do that. Gotcha shit. I can't. I'm dead ass here. I'd like to. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'd like to know what what is it that you do with that? What do you do with that? You know, so the one one of the women goes. Well, well why are you asking white? I was literally like. <laughs> well, hey, what all you, bad votes matter. What do you mean? Why am I asking what? So now I'm like, are, are you serious? What? I said, do you not? You know the numbers, right? They're public. It's fifty-three percent of white women, sixty percent. The plurality of you voted for this. That means you directly know someone who did. There's no. I don't. <laughs> you do. I don't. <laughs> you do. I said my wife went through this. Okay, she's gone through this with friends of hers that she just put out of her life. You know. So you know, what is it that you do? You know, then the other one goes, well, you know, I mean, black people didn't turn out to vote. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. are we still doing that? I said, we're still doing that. We're still do like I said, nice people. <laughs> but I'm like, we're still doing that. We're, I said, we're still we're still doing that. We're still. This is literally why I don't have any white friends, really. I said, like, do you understand? The hoops we have to jump through to vote. So listen, we all watch. No, they this. don't understand and they don't look. Shit I up. just don't get it, man. I don't get. It. I'm like, we all watch. We all get our news from the same sources. Nice people. Yeah. <laughs> we all get our news from the same sources. That means you're seeing the same shit I'm seeing. That means you saw the same outrage that Chris Hayes has about voting suppression, that Rachel Maddow has about voting suppression. You've seen all of the same thing. Do you just not believe that this that all this shit is happening? But even if you are what could it be? I'm like <laughs> even if you're just looking at the numbers of people who did cast a vote, it still shows that the majority of black people did the right thing and the majority of white people did the wrong, wrong thing, thing in terms of Trump. So yeah. if you say, well, black people didn't show up, well, what about the white ones who did? You know, you, we, can, we can know tangibly, we can count the number of votes that went to Trump. Also, y'all don't read the same shit and think the same way. Like y'all, they might see the same thing, but they don't accept come to the conclusions that you come to with it. They they got a whole different set of values they're looking at this shit from. And a lot of what makes white people, quote unquote, the good ones is that they're just like, we don't call them niggers. So right. like the bar is way different than what you and I would expect of a person to be good socially. We would, you know, we would expect like them to be educated on the shit, to know what they're talking about, to know when to shut the fuck up, to know when to say something. They, <laughs> they're on some like, I just, I don't call them niggers. I don't know what Randolph wants. <laughs> <from me." laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just okay, so that was part of the conversation. And then there's a thing as uh we were talking about one of the women is Jewish, and I happened to say, uh, we gotta think about getting the fuck out of here if the shit if the shit goes south. I mean, you know who gets it first? Blacks and Jews, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know this. We all know this, you know. And then uh I said, as I often say, you know, I have a I have a black daughter that I have to I have to concern myself with. You know, I have to think about this. Whenever I say I have a black daughter around white people, that's unnerving to them. Yep. 
particularly when they because they know her and it, it begins to be unnerving to them. I think you mean biracial daughter. It can um, be. Well, they won't say it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The white part is important too, Randolph. Right. <laughs> but I see I see it on them. I'm like, yeah, it bothers you, doesn't it? You know, the question I would have for you is, why does it bother you? Unless, unless you see blackness as a negative, and I don't. I don't. <laughs> so it's also that they have in their minds categorized uh, decided that she's basically a white girl right yeah. not and white so here, they'll never call they'll never call well, her white yeah but they've we'll accepted her, her mixed yeah or but they've accepted her a certain way and hearing right. you call her black is jarring to them because in their minds they've sort of taken that out of the equation right right and i'm dead so it's it's interesting to me to have these discussions, which open up a broader discussion between me and my wife. My wife would like me to be more, um, is understanding the right word? <laughs> patient, tolerant. Patient, I think might be, tolerant, I don't think is, I think patient would be the right word. So I had to hit her with the, I had to hit her with the James Baldwin. I said, well, what, 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 what would Baldwin have to say about this? What, what Baldwin <laughs> I can pull it up on YouTube if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hit her with it and I said, what did Baldwin have to say about this? You know, when Baldwin died, 70% of the community did not <laughs> <laughs> him at parties. I was like, well, you know, you want me to, how much time do you want me to, how much of my, how much of my patience do I need for your progress? <laughs> you know, you've taken my father's time, you've taken my mother's time, you've taken my brother's time, you've taken my grandparents' time, you've taken my community's time. How much more of my time do you want? <laughs> oh, I've got the clip right here. It's 23 seconds long. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> let me let me do the old screen share. How much more of my time do you want? I think there's a longer version of this too, but this is the kind of distilled version. What is it you want me to reconcile myself to? I was born here almost 60 years ago. I'm not going to live another 60 years. You always told me it takes time. It's taken my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time. My nieces and my nephews time. How much time do you want for your progress? Mm. <laughs> How much of the time? How much of my time do you want? What's so for me was when he looked down and said, "For your progress." <laughs> that's that's where. Yeah, the way he just kind of yeah, threw that yeah. word out there. For your progress. And the killer thing about it is that he writes exactly that way, how he talks. That's right. <laughs> he just writes exactly like that. That's how I I I'm. Fresh. I talked to my um, therapist about it. This is, my wife is concerned about my anger levels, which is obvious. Which is obvious. <laughs> uh, but she's not concerned for the fact that I'll flex at somebody. She's concerned because I carry it around inside of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, my uh, thing. Uh, I just had to get rid of the white people in my life. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it really, it really helped. I hear it. I'd love to. I love to say uh, some other solution would have worked, but uh, just drastically reducing the amount of whiteness uh, that I consumed, um, just it just helped a lot, man. I don't know what I would do if I had a kid or something, because then you kind of get stuck, you know. Well, you kind of have to be in so many situations. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck. I, I probably just wouldn't talk to them about shit. Like I, I is, don't. No, I try I, not to. What the things you brought up to them are things I would only reserve for my closest friends. 
Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even waste that kind of conversation on a regular way. Right, right, right. Well, the conversation began from something that they said. And I was like, it well, always does. It always does. Since we're here, let's go ahead and do this then. Okay, right. well. <laughs> that's, that's the thing I have in me too. And that's why I was just like, oh, I got to cut y'all out. <laughs> like, I, I, like we had a conversation, uh, one of the most memorable white people conversations I had was uh, talking about minimum wage. And, you know, Ooh, they were that's, all, a dan- that's a dangerous one. Yeah, they were all the, you know, just, uh, well, look, man, this, if you don't like it, don't work a McDonald's job, you know, all this shit. And then, you know, once I started bringing in the intersection of race into the shit, you know, and being like, well, y'all niggas got privilege. You know, well, first of all, I grew up poor. I'm like, right. And then, you know, some white people. <laughs> that's the reason you're not poor anymore like even even for my black ass to get the things i had at that time i needed an inroad literally that was the name of the uh organization to to whiteness like they needed to take my talented smart black ass away from black people and right. put them in front of white people and be like look at this one. right so even all that shit is still like like i and i had to put get in a program to get that when you're white, you're in the program. Yep. Like you, don't, you don't need to qualify. You're just white. The, like one of his uh, homies that he got a job that was making much more money than me had just a high school degree and like drove from Ohio and had to hook up with his friend who hooked him up with a job where he was on the road all day driving. But he's making a lot of money. And within years, you know, house, car, wife, all that shit. So, you know, it's that whiteness. dog. And they were not prepared for that discussion with somebody that was like, nah, I don't want to hear platitudes. I, I actually know the numbers. I know the statistics. I understand the lived history of this. I've worked these jobs. That and this and at the end of the day, I felt exhausted and angry and I wasted my fucking time. And I don't have that much time on this earth. So I just was like, I'm not gonna waste these conversations on these white people no more. Right. And it's you know, I feel uh, like that myself and you know another big problem is, is is that once you start to acquire knowledge the more knowledge you acquire the angrier you begin to get <laughs> mm-hmm. so you start to carry around you start to carry around an anger you know which is what my which look black people carry anger all the time it's not a, that's not nothing new that's why we fucking die at 32 you know for some <laughs> weird some weird some weird thing yeah yeah but like not five COVID. heart attacks at 19 you know that's it wasn't coronavirus know. though let's correct the record you know but uh complications black <laughs> so you carry this anger around but I, I was just talking to my therapist about it yesterday and i was like it's it's a completely righteous anger. It's not a made-up anger. It's not a completely righteous anger. And by the way, all of these people that we that we praise for marching, the, the John Lewis's and the Martin Luther King's and all that, do you understand the level of rage they carried around inside themselves every day? You know what kind of fury you have to be in to march hundreds of miles on a summer day in a fucking three-piece wool suit? You know what kind of... <laughs> You're not doing that because you feel some sort of love. That's that's rage that's making you do that shit. That in in fucking dress shoes? Are you kidding me? And you're getting beaten, hose down, and all this type of yeah. shit too. Like it's a constant yeah. fury that makes you do that. It's not. It's not. I'm here to be nice. It's this is there's, the most. There's also that thing too, though, where it's like, how much do you think being right and proving yourself right? how much do you want to invest in that with right. everyone and not everyone is worthy of that investment. Cause I know I'm right. Like there used to be a time where yeah. I felt like I need to prove I was right. 
Right. I'm like, no, if you look at it this way, like, you know, but I now I'll just be like, I know this white man is wrong. Why the yeah. fuck would I? Why am I, spend, why am I having this argument? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, nigga, you are wrong. Like the same <laughs> way I feel about motherfucking like uh, if a hotel came in there and start talking about 5G, I'd be like, this is obviously a waste of my time. I'm not going to get in a conversation with you. White people be that wrong on race and that confident. Like they, they don't know shit. Like they don't learn shit. They don't seek out any, I, I, like I, I'm educated through my lived experience, but also I'm educated because I go out and read shit about race. Exactly. Like they, they have the same amount of confidence as me <laughs> about race that they have never read about. Right. Like, right. It's insane when you think about it. You got no knowledge. You ain't trying to get the knowledge. Right. And the shit that you're seeing in front of you, Goddamn, Rachel Maddow is crying about black folks standing in line having to vote. It's it's appalling to her, and it offends her. And you you watch her, and like, are you not hearing what the fuck she's? You can't be. You cannot be hearing what she's saying. You just you can't be. There's no possible way you can be. I don't know what the fuck you're watching. I really don't. I, think I don't they know. really register that stuff as that sad. <laughs> you know, that's what they, like they see Kirk Herbstreit crying, and they go, "Man, that's a really." Sad. Did you see how much he was crying? I'm going to share this on Facebook. Right. Right. <laughs> like you watch, you know, you, you watch these people. You, if you watch Lawrence O'Donnell talk about like racist people from Boston, it offends him because he's from those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you hear him talking about it, he's offended. You can hear it on him. <laughs> you know, you can hear it in his voice. Like you don't hear how he's offended. Cause I do. I, are black people just more empathetic? Is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, maybe. So- we live it. It's just we can't. We just can't deny it. That's it. I don't even like. We should be more empathetic, but it's also we just can't deny it. Like, like we still have our shit within the community that is when we have privilege. You know, it's killing Mike ignoring every black woman activist who's done the work and going. I'm gonna go meet with Kemp and I'm gonna get right. it fixed. Right. Like right. we have our own shit where we're like, right. you know, we're we're completely uh, disregarding right. stuff and it's all privilege shit, man. So like you saw. What he did to Stacey Abrams, you right. saw it, right? Purposely, and you're and you're cool with that. Privilege, dog. It's just privilege, and that's how white. You know what he thought when he saw what happened to Stacey Abrams? That's sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go meet with that man. That's what. That's what the fuck he thought, dog. That's just how simple it is for privilege, man. It's like it's. it's I needed that point of view because it helps me to stay grounded. Because if not, I think I would be consistently angry to a point where i would probably be out of control yeah but it's giving me a bit of peace to be like okay i've been that guy in certain situations with my privilege and then other people have these same things and it's not that i accept that these are good or okay i just accept i can't be around people who aren't thinking about these things you're 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 not a critical thinker if randolph is the first fucking time you thought about like you know voter suppression if like me talking to you as a how are these people 40 50 something like that in their 40s yeah so you if you was a 40 year old human being probably got a kid right oh yeah right responsible for the for the fucking upraising of another human being on this planet and the first time you really considered voter suppression is your black neighbor bringing it up bro we're not in the same league (laughs) (laughs) andy and i have talked about this because andy andy has said before about how uh you're at a party talking and then out of nowhere (laughs) here they come (laughs) 
you know, and then what do you do as whiteness when it hits you in the face? You know, Are we, there was one white dude. I could have wrote a book about having white friends because I, I never had them. And then I had them for like eight years. And then I was like, oh, enough of this. But uh, there was one time a white dude said some racist shit to some other black people. I wasn't there. I wasn't around. They went to like a club and they got. And so when they would tell the story that around me, they'd be like, yeah, oh, Ferris is crazy. You know, he got in a fight, man. Remember when he got in a fight with those black kids? I'm like, why do you keep bringing up the fact that these people were black? It's just you got in a fight. What the fuck does it matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what race they are. Also, stop hanging out with grown-ups that fight people. Like, what's <laughs> um, And so one time they kept, like, telling this story, telling the story, and, and the story never made sense. Like, they would just be like, oh, Ferris, he's fucked up, man. Just, you know, whatever. But then he'd come hang out, and they'd kick it with him, and then, then for a while he didn't kick it, and, you know, all this shit. And I was like, what happened? Like, and so finally one of them told me a story where, like, he called a black woman like a bitch and some people niggers and stuff like that. And all I could think was, and y'all still consider kicking it with the dude. Right. Like, like, you know, th- like it's like for y'all, that might seem like something you can take because you have privilege. For me, I would never want to be around this man for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? No matter how cool he treats me, by the way. Right. It, there's nothing he can ever do that would make me be able to go, oh, yeah, I would love to party with him. I'd love to eat food with him. I, you know, I let him come in my house. And that was a big moment for me because I was like, oh, y'all really, y'all like, y'all really don't give a fuck. Y'all don't give a fuck. Andy, what's that? We had that discussion about um, the Confederate, the Confederate flag wearing gentleman. (laughs) Did we lose Andy? Yeah. Can't hear you, man. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? We lost Andy. Wow, my Andy is so woke. He turned yeah, his mic. He turned off. his mics off. He was like, "Give me, give me one of these if you can hear us." Can you hear us? He's, okay, so oh, he, he can, can hear, hear us, us. Yeah. but we can't hear he him. Can hear you? What happened to your mic? Mm-hmm. You got to reboot. You got to reboot. Check your type, type it in the chat, Andy. We can't hey, change. Just select the microphone source at the bottom and switch it back. See if that works. If, if you can do that, I don't know if you can do that on your on air tech support. This is great. Yeah, you <laughs> have to end this one so he can reboot. Yeah, I don't hear anything on my laptop microphone. Oh, Whoa, shit. Hey, now I hear him on the laptop. Yeah. OK, now I'm going to switch back. OK. <laughs> Andy left the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear you now, Andy. You can't hear so me. I, oh, wait, right. I hear you. Hold on, hold on. Right, go ahead. Talk. Now, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. you're quiet, though. All right, hold on. A little on. quiet. I rebooted my H4. Oh, there it is. Okay, there it is. Now it's back. He sounds yeah. good. So, Confederate okay. flag. Mark said, when tech support needs tech support. <laughs> <laughs> That's two, two weeks in a row Zoom has fucked up on. Yeah, fucking with Andy. I'm glad I was here for this one, though. Me and, me yeah. and Andy as producers. Just wake <laughs> yeah. up and fix that shit. Yeah, ain't yeah. nothing I can do for you. <laughs> Jiggle the numbers. <laughs> Turn everything the knobs. off. I'm gonna say the numbers. Jiggle the numbers. <laughs> shake it up. Shake it up real quick. Shake the damn thing. <laughs> oh, flip your circuit breaker back and forth. <laughs> smack, smack, smack. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, talking about the our Confederate flag wearing gentleman that we knew. Yeah, he's still he's still around. Yeah. There. <laughs> um. I think I might still be Facebook friends with that guy. I don't. Think no, you got caught in a conversation with his ass. That was about one of the last times, I believe. 
what do y'all mean gentlemen was he like a fellow comic someone y'all know as a friend like, <laughs> how y'all know him comic is he did comedy <laughs> Is loose. Let's. It's loose. He did. Co- he did comedy. <laughs> so if, the, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to call it, have something to do with the comedy. Is no, it he just wore Confederate flags all the time. He just had a patch on wow. his wow. jacket, and um, he was all about. Remember when the Bundy Ranch had their standoff? Not the one where they took over the building, but where it was actually on the ranch, Clive and Bundy. He was on Facebook like, "Hey, who wants to go with me to the Bundy Ranch?" Yeah, and, that kind and of shit. Prote- he's like super, like uh, libertarian. Government's coming to get you, kind of guy. Mm. Uh, I love Virginia. I love the Confederate flag, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And um, one time, or more than once, he got drunk and dropped the n bomb. There was one time, uh, shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm shocked he had to get drunk. Never, <laughs> never, when, never when any of us around though. Never there. Except one time, there was a kind of a last straw moment. It was at the draft house, Mike. You were there, and he said it not to anyone in particular. He was kind of saying it like you know we, he wasn't in our circle. He just we heard him say it or something like that. Um, but yeah, he's like super like gun guy. Like you know all the, he checks all the boxes basically. But which conversation are you talking about? When I saw when I saw him recently, I think it was that one. I don't remember okay. you, if you've seen him recently. You know, I saw him like last year, but he was just popping up trying to restart comedy, and he was just asking me about the scene. Comedy. <laughs> yeah, he was asking me about the comedy scene, but that was about it. Um, There's still uh, still a lot of blacks on that scene. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the Where's the white rooms? Yeah. <laughs> What's the t- yeah. What's the t- um, t- my My Blue Lives Matter neighbor has added a new flag. What is oh, okay. this one? Um, so, okay, here's the chronology. First, he had no flags. Mm-hmm. And then when the George Floyd protest ramped up, he'd been living there for about a month or two, puts up the crisp new Blue Lives Matter flag. And then maybe two weeks ago, his front porch light and his back deck light are blue bulbs out of nowhere. This, so he's got blue all over the place. And then the way um, the end unit townhouses are, the garage is like the front of the house, but the front door is actually on the side of the house. So he has the Blue Lives Matter flag hanging off the garage, which is the front of the house. Over to the side of the house, off his front door, is an American flag now with a solar light lighting it up at night. Oh, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> You need to move, man. <laughs> hey, he's a, he's a renter, man. He'll be, he'll be gone in a year. Doesn't matter. Dude, that dude's flag budget, though. Uh, <laughs> outstanding. I don't know yeah, I mean, they had, it. you know, those, uh, those like circular things people put up for July 4th or red, white, and blue kind of things. He had that shit up on his front porch. Oh, fuck. I know, like, motherfucking, I know he, he on the motherfucking email list for them flags. <laughs> Jason Carter said he's messing up your Wi-Fi. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> I should change my Wi-Fi network to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> he, he, he on a stock X, but the X is the Confederate flag. <laughs> I, I, it's dropping today. <laughs> New flags. Oh, blacks are Trump signs. Oh, shit. Refresh. <laughs> Refresh. Oh, man, I, I missed it. I was in the lottery for it. I missed it, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's bring this one home. I think we had a good little talk today. Oh, I want yeah. to thank you guys for coming in, as always. Thank Rod for coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do need to do another one for an hour. I'd like to be done by 5 o'clock. Is Frankie... Um... I don't know. She didn't text me, so I'm not... Uh, she knew what it was. All I right. assume she got caught up in something. All right.
So, uh, uh, I do have charity already lined up for next Saturday. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Thanks, guys, everybody, for coming in. Uh, if the book is called uh, Raphael wants to know the book on writing is called On Writing Well. On it's much better well. than On Writing Shitty. Shitty. Yeah, you don't want that book. I don't want that one. It's by William Zinsner. Zinsner. Richard, Richard Wright's Black Boy, which I just bought on Kindle. Black Boy. Excellent. Uh, uh, crazy okay. good book. It's his, it's his autobiography. Isabel Wilkerson's uh, yeah. cast and The Warmth of Other Sons. And uh, you should also check out Ida, A Sword Among Lions, which if you have, uh, I think if you have Amazon Prime, it's on like the Kindle Unlimited or whatever. So if you haven't already picked up, get Lovecraft Country. Yeah, I'm a, by the I'm, way, the reason I have all these books around me is because this is my reading nook that my wife assigned to me. <laughs> so I, have all these, I have all these books kind of sitting around. <laughs> oh, 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 are we plugging books? Because I, 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 too, am what reading. What you got? Hold what on. you reading? Let me go into the reading corner. Y'all just talk amongst yourselves. Oh, hold on, what? He's <laughs> got a reading corner? Got a reading Black corner. Panther by ta Coates. Yeah, I got that in my. It's that's where my money's at. That's where my money. Uh, <laughs> no, he's gonna be like the autobiography, the biography of the Bushwhackers or some shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually I picked up Tiffany Crawl Say It Louder. How is that? Oh, yeah. How is it, it? It's pretty good so far. I just read okay. page one, so I can't wait to finish reading the other. Are you Are you doing it? Are you doing it like LeBron? Just the first page of the book and then. Click? <laughs> 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 well, no, I just I just copped this one. Uh, I just finished reading the James Baldwin, um, "The Fire Next Time." I just You're finally, done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, I, I got to read it because I forgot everything in the beginning. Because okay, me- well, reread it. Let's do. We'll do a little book club with it. Maybe we'll do a little little podcast with it, and we'll break it down. Yeah. The thing is, I'm trying to get his book. I it's been on back order because the fucking mail. It's <laughs> um uh no name in the streets. Mm-hmm. It's one of his last ones. And what you can see is his growth between the fire next time mm-hmm. and no name in the streets. He has a completely different view. Apparently from what I understand, Eddie Glaude talks about it. And yeah. his I caught, book. I caught that book too. I, I got, I got that one as well. I, one? I, I, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I got that yeah. one. Yeah. This is a good read. Born begin again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a good read. He talks about no. So I tried to pick up no name in the streets and the male shit. That shit has not got here at all. I, I keep looking. It's like, yep, still still in transit. <laughs> like, that shit is at the bottom of a pile in a goddamn fucking... <laughs> right next to the Stacey Abram Georgia um, Georgia Volps. That's yeah. right. <laughs> the estimated delivery just says, don't worry about it, man. Yeah. good. Talk to Killer Mike. It says, talk to Killer Mike. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of shit out there you guys could you guys can pick up on. And there's a lot of good podcasts. I would suggest you you start fucking with Jamel Hill's podcast if you're not. Also, Ezra Klein, both on Spotify. They got some good people on there. I just bought a uh, tablet to read things on, but uh, I got a yeah. Kindle Fire. You're not that much of a reader, though. You're going to start trying to that's get it. That's how I read, Andy, and I, I found that it helps with my reading light. I, I used to be more of a, a slow reader or then I would also lose concentration if I was reading it on like my phone or some other device that, you know, pings you every five minutes. Like someone said something. Yeah. Uh, and I found that that Kindle, man, I got I, the Kindle fire, but I, yeah, I didn't install a lot of the apps because it's, it's just like a regular Android tablet, but I didn't, I didn't install like most of the shit that would distract me except for HBO because that's I've watched Lovecraft Country on that, like just sitting right. in bed before I go to bed. 
And then I don't even think I installed Netflix on it, but I was like, yeah, yeah I need to. Not, nothing that alerts you, like no emails, none of that shit. Just put your books on there. And uh, yeah. at least for me, it helped me read a lot faster and a lot, uh, you know, understand a lot more. Yeah, it just focuses it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I bought that because I, I mean, not doing comedy, but I've got a lot of free time that I'm just kind of sitting around. So that's like, well, how I, that's how I have. It's a lot of it's a lot of playing scales on bass and yeah. reading and writing a little bit. And Andy yeah. already seemed like he got kind of a Zen thing going. So I know. You know so like I, I read partially to because it gives me that Zen type thing. Right. Yeah, I I, uh, I just like to be in the know. I mean, the first book, I've bought one book and it was on investing because I've got money in the bank that I don't haven't put anywhere. Don't do it now. Do not do no, it. No, no, no. Long term, man. <laughs> Long term. Long term. You don't worry about the small dips in the market. Yeah. Oh, so, no. this, thing, this, no, this thing is this thing has fell down like 10,000 <laughs> points in the last two days. <laughs> don't do it now. <laughs> no, go go with the uh, go with the long term ideas you don't worry about those short-term shit yeah i just but, finished reading this book after the gig and i interviewed the author juliet shore yeah um, about the gig economy and stuff um yeah. but she sent me the physical copy of the book but i, I couldn't read it I, I can only read now on my kindle yeah really so you, you've gonna I, I, I still love holding the book no, i got a bunch of fucking books in this house that people send me like interview me and shit like that but uh, I didn't go buy the book on Kindle. Uh, Tasha okay. says, "What is or who said that? Who said what is the yeah? What is the Tasha. name of the book? Yeah, uh, the little book of common sense investing by John Bogle. It's all about long term index funds, um, not trying to time the market, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, uh, anything with Bogle, John Bogle, Jack Bogle, John Bogle, whatever he calls himself, is about just putting the money in index funds, letting it grow, not trying to beat the market. No tricks." Uh, you just match the market, and the market long term always goes up uh, over a long period of time. So he has a few books, but the one I got is a little yeah. book of common sense investing. Dominic says she doesn't have the attention span for print. I'll tell you this, Dominic. I found that uh, Dominic. I'm sorry, Dom. Dominique. <laughs> I, uh, when I was studying for one of my certifications, the the hard one, nutrition. I couldn't focus on my reading at all. It was tough. I was like, I've, my attention span was in the toilet. So I had to start, I really had to start focusing on, okay, I need to read 20 minutes a day and make myself sit down and read for 20 minutes to read, to reteach myself uh, just how to focus back on our reading. Cause I was, I'm trying to study. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I used to be really good at this, just reading and retaining. I was like, I fuck. And I think it's the fucking phone, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, for, like, there's so much distraction on it. Right. You know, so I many things you could also phone. be doing. Right. So and, I, had to, uh, I had to kind of teach myself to sit back down and, and read again. Like when I, when, I, when I got the, um, the James Baldwin book and uh, I was, I was sitting in my car and I first bought it and I read it. I read like the first 60, 70 pages. Oh, so you went all the way in on it. Okay. Yeah. I sat there for like in my car for like an hour and I just haven't had it. And then, a few months later, I finally was able to finish the rest of it, and it, it wasn't because I, you know, like I, I'm, I just didn't have the time or yeah, life but, starts to happen. Yeah, so but but I, I'm I'm like you. I tried to do the whole you know audio book thing, and I'm like I can't do that, and I, you know I can't do the phone thing. Like I got to have it in my hand, and because I like to highlight stuff, so I had to buy highlights. I got highlights. Yeah, that's actually what I like about the Kindle is yeah. that I highlight it with my finger, 
Yeah. Oh, you can and, do you can highlight on Kindle. Yeah, yeah and it, might it be also a game changer for me. It also on the right hand side keeps a notebook of everything you highlighted, and okay. you can share. Yeah, and you can share the highlights to your social media. <laughs> and, like, and you can search. You mean I don't have to get these anymore. No, you can search <laughs> keywords. <laughs> you can search keywords in the book. It'll take you to what page that thing is on if you forgot yeah. to highlight it. So like we start our podcast now with excerpts from books that I've been reading and stuff. And that's it makes it so easy. I'm just like, oh yeah, I want to talk about Are y'all about to make me buy a Kindle? <laughs> you know uh is, is that what's about to happen? You know what it does they also the they also have the app on your phone and stuff too, Randolph. If you yeah, don't try it on the app. Buy if you just want to like yeah, if you just want to get it on your phone. Too small on my phone. Yeah, well I was gonna say if you want to try out the yeah. if you have an iPad you can do it or even on your laptop you can we do got it multiple iPads yeah. in this house so. it works on computers too they have computers Kindle program for computers right. yeah if, I mean if, if it's I just want I just want to suggest it before you go buy something in case you well in case you won't like it you see what I'm saying? I got a uh, the ten point one inch Kindle Fire which is just an Android tablet but it doesn't give you access to Google Apps unless you sideload Google Apps which I did but. Um, it's 150, but then it was on sale for a hundred when I bought it. And then it was like every, the lock screen always has an ad playing like a Geico yeah. ad or some shit. Yeah. But then they're like, Hey, you, you do you not want ads? Give us 15 more dollars mm-hmm. to get rid of ads, which I did at some point. Cause I was like sick of them. Yeah. I have um, the Kindle, the, 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 the actual Kindle thing, but it's, yeah. and, uh, same thing. It's like a $15 difference between like the, the one without ads and the one with ads. But I, I keep the ads on there because it's only on there for a second when I first open it. Yeah. And it's, and for this, it only suggests books. Okay, so it's yeah. like, here's other books you, you know, from the shit you've been reading, you might fuck with this. And I'm like, oh, that's that's actually, y'all should make me pay extra for that. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, the, 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 the Fire tablet, it's just ads for anything. It's like games, a lot of games, a lot of uh, just random commercials playing. I you know what we got? See. We got one of those little iPads here, you know, the little iPads? Mm-hmm. The Back mini- when when AIM was actually working for Apple, we got a shit ton of them floating around here now. And we got one of them little ones. <laughs> so maybe I'll just, it still works. Maybe I'll just cop that. Just buy a cheap book and see how it looks. Yeah, give put it a Kindle, try. Put There's Kindle free books, on it and just do it on that. There's you know? a bunch of free books and shit too. Like give it a shot, man. And a lot of the shit that uh, that you you and me read is free too. Just like, well, the black shit, of course. They said right. that, that, that niggers can have this. They don't who cares. <laughs> <laughs> we can't oh. make any money on this. <laughs> <laughs> All the old black shit is free. So you know, I, I read a lot of like uh, you know um, uh, Invisible Man type shit. For yeah, free. Keisha coming at me like it's a cult. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what Kindle yeah. also does is it tells you based on how fast you're reading how long it's going to take to finish the book. Mm-hmm. So at the bottom of the screen, it'll tell you like first of all the percentage you are through the book, like twenty percent, thirty percent, right? And then it'll say like three and a half hours left. Which my wife, you know what? I think my wife has it on her. I can't fuck with her. She won't even let me get near her iPad, but I think she has it on her iPad. Yeah. Now and my about favorite it. part is that it uh. A lot of times that number is shorter than you think because, like, if you have a book, like, I read a lot of nonfiction. So it's like appendixes and shit. Yeah. So you get 40% through the book and it's like, oh, I'm fucking done with this book. Like, I, the rest of this is just the interviews they did and transcripts and shit. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, like, the, the, one, the one book that I bought is, like, I was flipping through all the first few pages of just, like, random shit. And it was, like, 47 minutes left. I was like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 47 minutes. It's this, it's like 250 page book, right? And then I started reading. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're down to like three hours. I did. I didn't know. Um, you said interviews. It sparked me. I was watching Black Panther the other day and um, on Amazon Prime. And I bought the, I guess I bought the extended version because I got the interviews too. I didn't know Coates had actually wrote some of Black Panther. Man, listen, they got, I got them right here, baby. <laughs> right here. The Black Panther, we're going Amazon, put in the Black Panther run, ta Coates. What's ironic is when you got off the mic to go to your reading corner, mm-hmm. I joked that, that you were going to get Ta-Nehisi Coates Black he did. He did say that. <laughs> he did say all he did say full that. circle. He also, he also did a Captain America run that I'm trying to, I'm thinking. Doing it about right now. Me. Shit is great. Are you reading that right now? Oh, and by the way, pick up the Vanity Fair that he that he did. Yeah, Bomani uh, wrote something in that. Yeah, he wrote. Bomani said a very nice thing about the whole, very heartfelt thing about he Bomani had wanted to be a writer, mm-hmm. and a writer that he respected. ESPN told him that you'll never make it as a writer. You ain't basically you ain't shit. Yeah. And he said, and now here he is years later, and the and the writer he respects more than anybody. The writer he wants to be like hand selected him to write something for something so he that's vindication baby (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 vindication you know but uh that opening that opening thing in vanity fair that tanahasi wrote my god (laughs) i'm like i'm waiting on this show i didn't realize how much i've been waiting on to read something from tanahasi i didn't realize that until i read it about the moment that we're in right now you know right now i'm reading one where he interviews brianna taylor's mom that's another good read too and then I'm going to read, I'm probably going to read um, Bo's a little bit later, later on today. Now I think about it. All right, y'all. So uh, all my, all my book club people, I think we might have to do a three guys on book club. Now we got Andy reading. I got a book. <laughs> I got a tablet right here. It's got a book on it. The book is right at the top. It tells you what book you're reading. It tells you how far you are into it. <laughs> It puts it right on the top for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing will beat. I got a book. We got to end there. You know, it's good too. I bought a book on guitar scales. You could just prop the tablet up and just have it right in front of you. Yeah, that's nothing. I was thinking about, I've been teaching myself um, music theory again, playing playing bass and and tab and stuff like that, teaching myself how to actually read read the notes again. Uh, I got a book. I got a book. <laughs> Raphael said a book on Pearl Jam. I already have that one. Of course he has that, Raphael. Come on, man. <laughs> of course he has that. Come on, man. <laughs> one time my brother bought me that, that the Pearl Jam and that's a twentieth anniversary book. He bought it for me as a gift. I was like, I already got. It. What do you think? You think I don't have that? <laughs> I already got that book. Who the fuck you fucking with? You used yeah, to live with out. me, man. <laughs> Andy right. sound like Andy sound like me anytime somebody send me something about pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> this is a motherfucking insult. Are you serious right now? <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all come on back Monday, whatever. We'll be here. Let's wrap this up. Rod, you going last. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Mike B. I'm Rod Morrow. Rod and Mike and Rod came off the bench for us, took off the sweats and came in. And we're three guys on, plus one. So we four. A lot of pickles. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>